Who in the hell is listening to a tad tipsy? <laughs> Not me. Come on, pig! You're fired, bud. Not me. Stop! Not me. Stop! Not me. Stop! Not me. I feel like... I also didn't want to spend too much time re-going over the old shit that's already been re-litigated, but whatever. Yeah. Well, did you want to start to the... Or start the, the bracket right now? Just start going there? Uh, whatever you want. I know the last couple times you kind of started with your notes and stuff, and just but whichever one... I think have. the bracket's probably right, the yeah. start for sure. Yeah. Uh, Walker actually... Hananias through it. Okay. So bring it back. Now we have... So Hannibal Lecter beat Voldemort. The Grabber beat Freddy Krueger. Davy Jones beat Thanos. And Vaju Hunter Hans Landa beat Dexter. So now it's either... So it's Hannibal versus the Grabber, David Jones versus the Jew Hunter. First off, what do you think about this whole thing? Where did we really lose you? Who do you really think is undermined? Well, underestimating. <clears throat> on round one, you definitely lost me with Sugar. Um, not winning. Like, I think Voldemort is a cool... Harry Potter is obviously a huge, iconic series. Um, Voldemort obviously had a lot of power. But with all that power, with all that knowledge... Mm. And this is actually something that I wanted to nitpick. You said he had the brains to... He was like cryptocurrency. He could infinitely divide himself. Yeah. The thing <clears throat> about Horcruxes is every time you divide it, your soul divides in half. So, like, you can only do that so many times. Each time he does that, he loses half his power, too. So Oh, shit. That's know. one little thing. But even with all his power, his whole thing is he basically had to defeat a kid who has the prophecy that it was going to kill him. He had the kid in his hand several times. <laughs> Never killed him. For dumb reasons, like, he ended up just doing classic villain monologuing and... In Goblet of Fire? No, I have you. He's like, he's like, I can touch you. And you're like, brother, just fucking... Get, if yeah. you really give a shit, uh-huh. kill him. Yeah, so, very stupid. I know you could just say... That's well, an ego trip. Oh, uh, yeah, he's so, yeah, arrogant that... Ugh, whatever. I think it's very stupid. Someone who has all the reasons they should win, and they just don't because... Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be a genius... Um, I don't think Voldemort should have round one, one round one because on the other hand, Shigur, Anton Shigur, yeah, I is a one man force of nature. He not only survived his story, he beat everyone. He beat the law. He beat Llewellyn. He beat other mobsters who were going after the money. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't because he was rich or had some kind of superpower. He had a fucking cattle gun and a shotgun, and <sighs> defeated everything, including getting hit by a car randomly. Yeah. Time. Uh, <clears throat> he also had his weird code of ethics where, like, he, oh, other hitmen. Don't forget Woody Harrelson's character was another high-end hitman. He kicked his ass, fucking killed Wait, him. Wait, Woody um, Harrelson? Yeah, Woody Harrelson was in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, when he was, uh, when they, yeah, the second half of the movie, sorry. Yeah. In and Mexico, he, right? Yeah, he was a high-end hitman and fucking, yeah, Shigur killed him, uh, all on his own. Walked away from his story. I mean, the dude is just a force of nature. I, I think he's a good he, villain. I vote. I voted for him, dude. Yeah, I, those those fucking chuds were just super down for the just the the classic idea of a villain. Oh yeah, but it's like no, no. This guy is literally like uh, he has no empathy. He's just fucking like I'm getting the job done. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, I. Th- that's the thing though. Is he didn't he did have a sort of code of ethics though. It wasn't like. Oh, you're right. I'm making him sound more empty. Never mind. Because he was way more smart. Like just the taunting. I mean, we played that. Yeah, the, oh, the, I, I know, I that love that, that scene um, uh, in the store. But <clears throat> he did have a certain code of ethics, 
it wasn't just like pure ruthless psycho. Um, even Woody Harrelson's character said he has. I, I, oh, fuck, I forget the exact line, but it's something like he actually has a higher code of ethics than most of us. Like he was saying, basically, he respects sugar in a way. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's not how that wins. So that's whatever. I gotta just accept that, that yeah. one goes. Uh, Lecter versus Vader. Honestly, I could see that one going either way. I think Vader. Uh, the story of Anakin itself is just such a cool hero's arc. Like, it, but just looking at him as a villain, he kind of has a lot of the same flaws as Voldemort, yeah. where it's like pretty much all powerful. Kind of just threw it away. Kind of just ended up being an idiot. Even, whatever. But the story of Anakin of why he turned to the dark side, I think, is really cool because literally, it's like po- the the biggest flaw of the Jedi philosophy is don't attach yourself to shit because that leads to the dark side. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so don't protect the ones I love. Why are we <laughs> fighting for the galaxy then, you fucking bitch? Yeah. My mom's a slave. <laughs> uh, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, so I can. I, yeah. But but the whole dude, I just I didn't like how he was uh he was susceptible to it by a higher like just a uh, power uh, person of power. He's like yeah okay yeah I totally will and became like a, a dog. He, yeah, see, I feel like thing. he's kind of like a dog. I can see why he turned. Oh sorry, dude. But I spilled a, a drop of shit. Um. <laughs> I can see why he turned, but yeah, as soon as after he turned, he just became a fucking uh, one-dimensional character that's very stupid. Yeah. But uh, like, so I wouldn't—you wouldn't be able to tell that's the same character. That's no very way. true, actually. They and uh, it, it, it does seem forced. The both the turn to dark, the way it does, and the immediate turn, like I guess my son is my. F- I'm gonna be good now. Ah. Yeah, but also we've never been burned by lava, so we don't know. Like <laughs> that's true. Or, we don't or, know. Or lived in a robot suit that literally yeah. is. It's specifically designed to make him feel pain because that amplifies his dark side powers. But oh, um, really? Is that yeah, what that is? That's true. Yeah. Um, oh, that's my. why when he's not in his suit, he goes into the bathtub tank, which is the liquid floaty shit. That's yeah. the one area where oh. he actually gets relief. And then when he's in the suit, it's actually built to fuck him up, so he oh, goes stronger shit. and more. Yeah, dark side <sighs> crazy. Just it's like a rock. It's like putting a rock in your shoe, but that's and, like I mean, yeah, and like salt in your wound kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I can see why Lecter won. I do think. Lecter's actually a really interesting guy, um, which since he's, I'll kind of skip him for now because he ends up winning the next two rounds, so yeah. we can do more detail on him. Um, Kruger versus Jigsaw. I think Kruger's a really cool character, but his fatal flaw is just as glaring as Davy Jones, where mm-hmm. it's like, he'd be super, super badass if he didn't have this one thing where it's like, oh, well, a needle will kill you. Yeah. Um, the fact that a, a high school girl can literally just pull him into the real world and he dies, pretty fucking lame. Yeah. Um... Other than that, his concept is awesome. Jigsaw, I think, should win that one because the point you made, I think, is probably the best point to be made is killing him. Like, he's almost an idea more than an individual. So, like, not only does what he did as an individual fucking terrifying and is he killed several people in crazy ways, uh, even when he died, his legacy lived on through other Jigsaw. Oh, yeah. And so his impact was really huge. Freddy Krueger, I think, I never watched any of the movies besides the first one, but I don't think he ever got, like, beyond one town that somehow they just, which also was dumb, is they, mm. we just stopped telling the story about him, and so no one was able to dream about him. Like, no, dude, no one is keeping that secret. Yeah. I, whatever. I, I, <laughs> I, I think that's, like, a virus that's just going to spread, but. Yeah. <clears throat> but again, though, it doesn't even matter, because any high school girl can just, like, where, oh, now he's invading a military guy's dream. Oh, good job, bitch. Now you're getting fucking trotted into the real world and tortured again because you're an immortal spirit. So yeah, whatever. Sorry. Um Pennywise versus Grabber. Did you watch the did you watch the fucking uh Okay, this movie is crazy, man. I'm telling you, the black phone is fucking nuts. Dude. I did read the synopsis though. And it sounds very cool. Um and so it's Ethan Ethan Hawk, right? Um yes. as like the pedophile guy. 
Um, he's not even. A, he's a he's a disturbed a disturbed uh, boy hater. That's what I would describe. Oh, it's not. I thought he was keeping the kid as like a sex traffic. No, no, no. no he, uh, it's like abuse. Look, he only abuses him. It's like he like his whole thing is he has split personality disorder, and he um the whole point is that he he so he kidnaps these boys and then he sets up these traps for these kids to act up, and then when he acts up, he gets to beat the fuck out of them. What the fuck? And I, then I guess I didn't. And then he kills them. That's what okay. he does. So the whole point is that he was probably a bad boy when he was a, a child, so his dad beat the fuck out of him. So now he's like setting up traps for these boys to think they're gonna be good and free and stuff, and then so like. He, like, uh, I think I talked about this last time is there's like a fucking, he, uh, he leaves the, so they're in a basement mm-hmm. and then, so there's stairs that go into the kitchen. Yeah. And so he leaves like the basement door, which is the very bottom of the stairs is the door, which mm-hmm. is weird. Usually it's door. Yeah. So yeah. um, yeah, so you go down the stairs door, he leaves it. So he goes, you fucking, blah, 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 and then he goes, good night, gives him food or whatever and walks upstairs, leaves the door cracked. Goes upstairs and he put, and he has these different masks for different moods and personas he has. So he puts on this crazy fucking demented mask that's making a giant frown. That's like a okay. like you know those Japanese Hanya masks. <clears throat> oh yeah, like Oni mask. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just like a, it's like yeah, he's okay. just so he's like you better not yeah. fucking. So okay. he, so his thing is like he's sitting there just wearing the mask with his shirt off, holding a fucking <laughs> belt, wearing jeans, and he's just sitting right. So <laughs> sounds fucking stupid, dude. No, listen, he's hoping. <laughs> He's hoping this kid fucking walks upstairs and goes, hell yeah. And then he goes, you are a bad boy. And then beats the fuck out of this kid. But the kid. <laughs> so yeah. But dude, you you have to. I'm going to find it real quick. I'm going to Google it. Oh my God. Fucking. Uh, let me say black phone. He, he dies at the end of his movie though, right? Mask. He gets killed. Kitchen. Uh, yeah, the kid kills him. Yeah, okay, so is there, is, uh, okay, I, I obviously only very briefly, like, I only bar- basically know it's Ethan Hawke. Um, is there an, any indication that, like, he's done this before to other kids? Like, he's he has a history of getting... That's still, <laughs> he's just chilling, he's like, that's actually almost exactly what I was imagining. Yeah. Really? Um, but I, that's probably in a preview or something. Um, so scary, dude. But, is like, has he done this before to other kids? Is this, like, the 10th kid he's done it to, or... Is, you know, is this, like, the first time and he just yeah. immediately gets killed like a fucking bitch? Because that, mm. that's a huge part that determines what a good villain he is. Oh, yeah. Because if he's just like, oh, this is the first time I've tried it and I get killed by this kid, you kind of fucking suck. Well, no, he, he got four kids before him. So, okay. the, and so the kid's souls bef- before him were the ones calling oh, on the, the phone. phone. Okay, so, okay, okay. so the phone was unplugged. So it's basically like these kids are... So, so there's actual magic in this but he, story. But here's the thing, Dalton. You and I always talk about these things about movies, but... Uh, the only thing that I can that makes this movie at, or that could make this movie perfect, I think, was something so simple. They just did this thing all sober, and this kid's like just answering a demon phone with all these kids. I think if the grabber fucking like, cause he like, uh, he fucking chloroforms him and throws him in the fucking, uh, throws him in the basement or whatever the fuck, and then like whatever. If he would have done a simple thing of every morning. When he woke him up to give him his food, he gave him a tab of acid, so he was kind of tripping out, and then answered the yeah, phone. Yeah. That would make so much more sense, and with the masks, that would be way scarier because they could that do some. Tri- be pretty fucking sweet. But they didn't do that, so now this kid is like, "Hi!" Oh, oh the, the phone's magic. ringing, and he's like, "Oh, hello!" And he's like, "Hello, I don't know who I am, but don't don't do the thing he likes when you disobey, and then he fucks you up." And you're like, "Okay," and he's like, "He's like, who are you?" And he's like, "I don't know who I am." And he's like. Are you the, like, newspaper boy that was fingered, like, a year ago? He's like, oh, I think I was a paper boy. And he's like, okay. He's like, all right, well, good luck, Johnny. And then he never fucking hears him again. Oh, my God. 
But so that's why I think if he if they just gave him a tab of acid every morning, that would have been a perfect movie because that would all made sense, kinda. You know, actually, that reminds me a lot of the plot of Coraline, where basically she goes in the other world. Oh yeah, and then she only survives because there's the spirits of the, the like the three kids. But yeah, no, that's honestly <clears throat> Coraline is so sick. Coraline's a great movie. I I have a hard time even understanding how the grabber's on this list, to be honest. Oh, dude, uh, he's freaky as fuck, man. It's, it's just a cool villain that I thought of, like, uh, that didn't have powers. So I was trying to... And I just watched that movie. Yeah. So when I was thinking uh, of the, the... I filled up the magic side pretty quick, but the ones without powers was a little bit tougher. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Because I can think... Obviously, Because I was trying so to do horror. Yeah. There's a lot of villains, but I was trying to go horror villains. Yeah, for the more Halloween theme. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I, I could have done fucking, like, any of John Wick's villains. Or, yeah. I could have done that tall, skinny Russian motherfucker that he killed with that book, but I didn't. Um, Pennywise, see, so many of these powers villains are the same thing, where it's literally an all-power... He's actually probably the biggest example of this. So dumb. An interdimensional demon. Yeah. If you read... Like, he is basically one of two primordial creation entities where... I forget, I think it's like Manitou or something. There's an interdimensional turtle thing that is kind of the incarnation of order, and he's the, the opposite. It's like basically yin and yang. Inter- beyond space and time this thing's supposed to be represent your first worst fears can shapeshift and oh but uh lost to a group of kids <laughs> yeah but these kids don't think i'm scary and they called me a dickhead yeah so <laughs> I just, they called me a pussy and you're like ah, i have a pussy it's i just don't even understand it's like something a fucking fourth grader would write is and then the big bad why would, guy because why it. would why would that be like think of like okay so whoever created him or whatever the fuck uh like the the lore of that is shit it is uh, why would they? Why would that be his? Why would they choose that as his? Oh yeah, but why would they choose that as his Achilles heel? Because I mean, it has to be realistic. But also, that's like just soft. What's your what, real quick? What's your favorite Stephen King movie or novel? To be honest, I've never been that big of a fan. I couldn't even actually ever finish the actual movie or the book. It uh, I tried. I just found it dry. Just like needlessly. It's he's trying to do dark stuff and it's just like boring. It's like bullies picking on a kid and calling him gay and shit. And, and, and then he pushed him in the puddle and then the kid went home and his parents were mean to him. And then, uh, and then this clown is like, yeah, let's feed <laughs> on that sadness, picky. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 uh, and why in Derry? Why in this little place? I, I actually, I think there's an actual reason for that. I don't know. But so yeah, I, but never, there, I saw it too. And it was like, whatever. It just comes back 30 years later. And you're like, okay. Yeah, and you're like, I, why? Bill Hader, why? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I never. Um, I think the Dark Tower. Ta- from what little I know, I never read. Dark it. Tower is sick. It sounds like the Dark Tower is probably his best shit. Did you watch it? Uh, Matthew McConaughey, no, bad actually, guy. I didn't even watch that. The fucking. I thought the movie kind of looked cheesy. Um, it's it's cheesy, but uh, it, it, it's like a. If they would have went rated R, they would have been sick. It was PG thirteen, so that's yeah, kind of yeah. It's kind of that's where your expectation is. <coughs> but um, it's a cool idea, like. The kids, they take kids and harvest them for, like, energy to keep the, the fucking, um, the society, like, real or whatever the fuck, or... And like I this, love the idea that it's the thing that, that connects the entire fucking, uh, his entire, all his books into one story. Yeah. It's like an interdimensional game. I love that idea, but... But, I, uh, there, I remember there was one, like, have you heard, do you know what the Langoliers are? No. My mom kind of, my mom was reading about it, and she kind of told me about the one thing. It's about these, like, creatures for all the way... And there's like the whole thing is like these things are coming and they're like something. This is Stephen King. I think so. No, this is like so not even worth bringing up because I don't know shit about it. I'm asking you, and you don't even know shit about it. Either. <laughs> I'm like, you don't like Stephen King? What about this niche story? <laughs> it kind of sounds like H.P. Lovecraft is because they have a city called Lang. But Lang. um, <clears throat> so 
on that one, I can see uh, it going either way. I, like, I, the idea of the grabber is kind of scary, and if he has done it successfully to other kids before, whatever. Uh, from what we see in the movie, Pennywise, I think, kills like two kids maybe, and then loses it to the rest, so maybe the grabber has a better track record. Especially because he's not, I think so, yeah. Especially because he's not an interdimensional demon, so I'll, I'll give that one to the grabber, actually. I just, again, with like, I know, but like, same with your fucking thing, is like, what is Pennywise's end goal? His end goal is to eat the kids? No, what what is what is his goal? I think it's literally to scare them and just cause fear, uh, and like, just misery and suffering. I think so it's not even to kill him? Well, and, and, and like, I think that is kind of the ultimate, but he doesn't just, just want to kill you, it's like he wants to make you be scared. Adrenochrome, so is for, he, is he yes. elite? Is he an elite? I think that's actually how he's so old. That's why he's able to be beyond space and time. It's oh, because, shit. Yeah, that's how the he's The adrenochrome? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to write something down real quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so keep going. So, next one is Thanos vs. Collector. Again, same thing. Fucking... Well, actually, same thing, but also the dumbest motivation ever. Uh, it's an attempt to be a utilitarian villain. Uh, for those who don't know, utilitarianism is a form of ethics in which the ends justify the means. It's basically saying you can do an evil if... It uh, results in a good thing. Okay. Um, he wants to make the universe a better place, supposedly. And yeah. gets the power to do fucking anything. And everyone knows this. And decides to... This argument's been made a million times. So the motivation is just very dumb. Um, and then also he ends up losing. So it's like... The fact that he had the time stone alone... Did we ever <clears> see him do 13 million calculations in one second? No. Nope. Like Doctor Strange? What the... F- he, there's so much shit he could have done that he <laughs> didn't do. And then he's like, ah, oh, well, I am inevitable. And then gets his head... Whatever. Dumb. Um, Do you like how he came back? I mean, it was it was. I cool. like I liked the movie. Well, no, like like uh, no. How clever is the Nebula thing? Uh, thing though, that was pretty cool. <coughs> I mean, obviously, yes, there was some stuff that was very cool. cool. Like I enjoyed the movies. If you suspend your disbelief and just accept that, like with the Infinity Stone or the Infinity Gauntlet, that Thanos wouldn't have just been infinitely, literally infinitely more prepared, and there wouldn't have been a conflict there, but. And why is, why just keep stopping the fucking Guardians? Why I keep like, okay, yeah. I just slow no, him down. I'm going to slow him down. No, when you're like, remember when like, uh, he go, he does the reality stone while they're uh, at that fucking dude's truck and Star Wars like, oh, mm-hmm. the gun's like, yeah. bubbles and, and like, turns like, him into why not just, and stuff. Yeah. Why not just fucking kill him? You're just toying. It's like, it's I a, think it, you got to make a movie though. I'm for, just being. Well, and in that one in particular, I would actually give that because Gamora is there, who is his daughter, who is like the one thing he still actually truly loves, yeah. which is why he was able to sacrifice her for the soul stone. Oh, true. Okay. And he didn't want to kill her friends. Uh, so he was actually being merciful there. I think that's the one justification there. So, okay, real quick. Also, can anybody just get a soul stone if they sacrifice who they love? Like, because there was like four different times they went back there and just got the soul stone. That does yeah. seem to be the, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And whatever, it's definitely one of the more great things. And, like, and how the, much do you have to love him? In the red guy, uh, red uh, fucking Captain America is the yeah, Red Skull. Yeah. Red Skull. He's like, hey, we're like, what? Uh, you? It's a cool callback, I guess. I don't know like, that funny. guy. Funny. He's hey. like, dude, I need work, please. <laughs> it's very. Can weird. I be in the Avengers? Please. It is very weird. Mm. Um, the Collector is another one that I haven't seen the movie, but I I read a little bit of his Wikipedia. It actually sounds like a pretty cool movie. It's a cool movie. Well, the Collector and the Collection. It's like a. Oh, there was a sequel. That's right. I didn't yeah. read anything about the sequel, but the collection is the one I was like talking about the fucking lawnmower that just raped all the people in the club. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> um, that's how the movie starts. But the, the whole idea of like him, it seems like the collection. He also uh, comes out on top, I assume, or does he die at the end of that one? Oh, no, he he by a gun too, I believe. Oh, so he does this. Okay, well, at least in the first one, he's he actually beats his movie, which I think is pretty cool. And his whole like the way it describes him, he always identifies a target. That's like surrounded by a lot of people, 
kills everyone but the one that he wants to take yeah. and then takes him back and always manages to do it in some crazy complex way. I think it's pretty fucking sweet. It's just like an idea for you could just do a lot of stories with that. Oh yeah. Um So I could definitely see that going to the collector again. I just I lean towards the normal humans who are able to do even if they lose their story, if you're able to do some stuff and have an interesting story, rather than an all powerful guy who just ends up being retarded anyway. Yeah. Um sorry, uh Rhett or whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just. Um, I'm trying not to say it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still a very bad person. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'll see. Uh, the next one is Magneto versus Dexter. I think these are actually both really interesting guys. Uh, yes. I, I think Magneto's a fucking really. Yeah, I can easily see him being such a deep character, dude. He's a hero, but he's also yes. like he's a hero, absolutely. But he's also definitely a villain. Well, so he's kind of a form of utilitarianism because his end is like he's. He starts from kind of wanting to protect mutants. Well, that's weird. Because actually, he kind of starts from vengeance. Like, he's just mad at Nazis, and so he just wants to... And Shuri could argue, well, he wants to go kill Nazis, which is great. But it's like, he's not really doing it to make the world a better place. He's doing it because he's he's angry. So it's like, he's doing good things, but not really for the right reasons. And then later on, as he gets older, it almost flips, where he's actually, like, has the right reason, which is he wants to defend mutants from persecution from humans. But then he starts basically just killing humans and just going on rampages and, like, kidnapping the president and threatening to fucking launch all the nukes and uh, basically uh, launch their own kind of Nazi regime of mutants over humans. Like, we're the superior race, literally doing, like, Hitler rhetoric. Yeah. Um, We're the superior, so we're going to rule over you now, and you better either just submit or die. Uh, Which is, you know, for someone who suffered from Hitler... Kind of not a cool way to uh, <laughs> like yeah. evolve later in life, um, even if it's for supposedly the right reasons. Uh, so I, I, whatever. I think Magneto's awesome though. Like I've read a lot of his comics. I think he's really cool in the movies. Michael Fassbender portrays him awesomely. Dude, um, Michael Fassbender's top tier. Yeah, um, Dexter. I think is a s- interesting concept. Like I, it's one of those things where in the real world, I pretty much would never support the idea of. Someone who thinks, yeah, no way. I'm smart enough to be a, a benevolent murderer, and I'm going to kill the murderers, and I'm going <laughs> to know what's right, and like, hopefully, they don't have family that cares or whatever. Like, sh- sure, there's cases where it seems obvious, like, oh, this guy, whatever, just killed six fucking. Yeah, there was sometimes where it's just like, uh But in the series, like, how how can you make seven? I don't know. I haven't watched the whole series, so maybe. I think you told me that actually everyone he kills is fully guilty. Yes, and it's like maybe if that's the case, then. That, but he, but here's the thing though it's like he has this like urge to kill so he's like a he's basically dude I be, I I made this comparison of he's basically like uh, Edward from Twilight like he's like I have to kill dude but he's like fall in love with somebody he's like it's like but I literally have to feed on this thing so he goes like in the middle of the night he goes and fucking like kills anybody loves this woman and he has a kid with her he's like taking care of her kids and he's like oh hell yeah but then he's like I have to kill I have to fulfill this and he's like dude there's no fucking part of you that's like oh my god dude. I, I really like fucking or jerking off, but like that's like one of the greatest feelings ever is coming. But I'm not like oh my god, I'm not setting time apart like or actually hold on, setting time apart to go fucking come. Yeah, I am. I am doing that exact fucking thing. Like say I was gonna go jerk off, I'd go like I it was like so if I was gonna jerk off, I'd like set a time or whatever. I'm like okay, I'm gonna go get away. And boom, maybe that's his jerking off. He's like, I'm just going to, oh, yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. That's his going to the bathroom. Well, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I mean, it does seem to be that they're kind of writing it as like a uh, urge that he can't, like, resist. Um, and that, yeah, he's trying to channel it or funnel it in a way that's, like, 
But is, pause. Okay. But pause. Yeah, that is an urge. But there are definitely times where I'm like, guess what? It's not the right time to jerk off. I'm just not going to do well, it. Oh, yeah, see, that's, again, this is why I think it is There's like no urge, yeah. film Because even if he is written to be the point where everyone he kills is, like, undeniably guilty, and it's like, this guy was 100% a pedophile, guy... You know, there's no why would he just to... not only go for pedophiles? Why would he not just like look up easily online well, see, local that's, pedophiles? That's what I was kind of under the impression is that's what the story is. is he basically looks up for like undeniably evil people and goes and kills them. No, it's kind of weird. So he's a so he's a forensic uh, blood splatter analyst. So his thing is he works at the fucking the FBI or whatever. The fuck. So so when he's doing like he goes oh shit. So he's like always working with blood and stuff. So then he'll like do his own literal research of like oh shit this is actually like. This girl was murdered, and then if he finds out the cops don't figure it out, he can't just, like, say something. So then he just kind of lets shit go, and then he just goes, kills people behind the scenes. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I... And sometimes he just keeps an eye on other things where he hears shit from the woodwork, and she, he's like, because uh, his sister is an FBI cop, and so she's like, this motherfucker, you fucking, fucking, you just... And his sister obnoxiously says fuck all the time, and you're like, remember that? Yeah, I mean, I watched... Or you didn't watch it. I watched, like, probably... Uh, I watched a couple episodes, but... Um, no, yeah. I, I didn't, that didn't, but the, the dialogue was kind of not great. I didn't notice the fuck thing, but. Yeah, I, it's pretty weird. I definitely think I would have given that round to Bagnito. Dexter is kind of I think like, I gave it to him. I, I think you might have too, but. I don't know. I don't know enough about Dexter. I do think the idea of, like, a kind of, that balance of, like, he's evil and has evil tendencies, but he's trying to funnel in a good way really has a lot of potential, so maybe I should just watch the series, but it did seem cheesy to me, but. Yeah. Uh. Beetlejuice versus Hans Landa. Um, Beetlejuice is another one of those ones I'm kind of not sure why he's on this list. Beetlejuice, I mean, Magic, and I just watched Beetlejuice a lot. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that's the why the collector's there. I mean, or the, uh, um, a lot of these are there because they were fresh in my mind. I didn't really like sit down and think too fucking deep. So, but maybe that was on me. Definitely an interesting character. <sighs> I'm not even sure I would. I mean, is he even really a villain? Like, he kind of almost helps. Uh, one of the writer's <laughs> character when he comes in and yeah. like she asks for help and he's kind of like ah fuck yeah. whatever I don't know he's kind of an asshole and stuff and maybe I don't know <laughs> definitely a dickhead yeah um, Hans Landa easily gets that round though. I mean it's like not even a debate yeah um, that was a gimme <laughs> uh, but again since he wins the next two rounds I'll just save detail for him for now so that that ends round one goes on to round two it, it speed me up if I'm taking too long on these oh characters. dude we have nothing but time um um Voldemort versus Hans Lecter is round two, part one. Uh, this one is a little bit tougher for me. I think I give it to Lecter. Just um, Lecter really is a cool character, um, since I didn't really describe him in round one. I mean, obviously he's super smart. Um, he's kind of dynamic in, in terms of like he's written as being charming, and even whatever uh, the detective's name is, she kind of seems almost like him. Yeah, and. I think she it's implied that she realizes he escapes at the end and she's just kind of like ah well that little rascal mm. um I think that's the case because th- he calls her at the end and he's basically like tells her by it through the call like hey I'm no longer in prison I'm now walking among people again and it's implied that he's following a guy so he's gonna go eat someone else yeah um so I think he's really cool in terms of the fact that like he's a clear psychopath and like he's unapologetically psychopathic. He doesn't he doesn't delude himself and think like I have to eat this liver because it'll make the world a better place or something. No. He's like, no, I just I love the taste of fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is this is my delicacy. So I think it's just uh, super interesting in terms of just like being unapologetically and almost also having kind of like a Sherlock Holmes aspect to him, where he's so smart that he can then 
pick apart the other criminal stuff at the part of just like getting one piece of evidence and be like, well, this is obviously what he does. Mm. Um, so I think Lecter really is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and he does kind of, even though he was in prison, so at one point he did kind of lose, he got, he broke out of prison. So, uh, I think I would give that to him over Voldemort, um, which you guys obviously ended up doing. Um, I've already given my critiques about Voldemort, so I'll skip him for now, mm-hmm. unless you have more to say. But um, round two, uh, round two is Kruger, Freddy Krueger versus the Grabber. Um, because uh, again of how Kruger is able to die from a teenage girl, dragging him into the yeah. room, I got to give that one to the Grabber. Um, I do think the, the concept of the Grabber to me is. If you look at him as an individual, it's like, whatever. But if you look at it as, like, what the idea he represents, which is kind of like the idea of kidnapping. Because that's what everyone kept bringing out. Is, if I had a kid and you took my kid, that's beyond yeah. fine. So, well, well, yeah, Walker, dude, he won't even watch that movie because that because shit. He so kids, he's, so. like, biased. So for what the idea of what he represents, which is kind of just, like, child... Tra- whether it's just for beating him or... Which most people, I think, is, like, it's a sex thing. Which is, I think, whatever. Uh, more terrifying. Because usually that also ends up in, like, some form of death. Whether it's drug-induced or just straight-up murder or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the idea he represents, the grabber is fucking, like, truly a terrifying thing, because, uh, yeah, I mean, if you kill a grabber, there's plenty more pedophiles in the world, and so, um... But this guy, it's like, he had split personality disorder, it was like, he was like a fucking serial killer, it was was just a, it was basically like he was a Dahmer type, so think of, like, a Dahmer type, but with kids, that was, like, fucking genuinely, like, split personality and crazy, versus, uh, fucking homeboy, so... I I can definitely see him getting that round, because... Yeah, I mean, just the idea of what he is is definitely pretty scary. Or, yeah, John Wayne Gacy, but, like, fucking... Yeah, basically, John Wayne Gacy is a fucking... Yeah. Like a... Ethan Hawke. Um, but Ethan Hawke was fantastic, dude. I, I didn't even... Dude, I was like, fuck, if I've never seen him, I would think he's, like, a horror film fucking actor. He's, he's incredible. Speaking of Ethan Hawke being pretty good, uh, movie that's not that well-rated, but The Northman, have you seen that? No, but I need to see it. Walker said it was sick, too. Pretty damn good. Nice. Um, I mean, there's some... Some of the accent's pretty off, because... Ethan Hawke's trying to do a Scandinavian... Whatever, it's... Whatever. If you can get past the accents, it's definitely, like, the, uh... Ah, uh, whatever. It's good. That's all I'll say. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, Ethan Hawke's a great actor. He's in that as well. Um, so what was the next one? Fuck. Um, Kruger versus Grabber. Yeah, I, I would give that one to Grabber, which you guys did. Um, Thanos versus Davy Jones. Um, oh, wait, did I skip... Oh, I skipped over Davy Jones and Ed Gein in the first one. Oh, um, yeah. Um... But I would definitely give that one to Davy Jones as well, which you guys did. Ed Gein is... I mean, honestly, I don't think he belongs in here either because every single other person in here is fictional. He inspired fictional characters. No, no, but, no I'm saying... So I he was, yeah. He inspired Leatherface and stuff, but, like, I feel like you either have to do Leatherface or... I don't know. I just... It, it was off to me. I well, that's, I just thought because the caveat of... I thought of, like, dude, if Davy Jones is literally unbeatable, if you fucking... So, like, that okay. is kind of crazy because, dude, imagine if he did, like, have a secure... Fuck, also, I don't know why he can't have his heart. Why can't he keep it on board? Yeah, or, that's kind of weird. Or literally just in a more secure chest, or just get rid of the key, throw it at the bottom of the ocean, or something. Well, he or keeps on his chest, which is sick. But also, it's like, or literally melt the key if it's supposedly a magically enchanted chest that you can't break in. Just melt the key down. I mean, there's oh, true, yeah, magic, or, or just put it in a vault in the middle of the ship or something. Or yeah, where it's like there's no way anyone. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You can't break this magic chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because well, like the handles fucking swing. The yeah, handles swing. Like, the, I can like hear metal wood. on metal. So can I heat up this metal right here? <laughs> and then I mean, what do you mean if I can just move? The- <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking at this wood right here on the shit. I can't break into this. Yeah. So I, I would still give that to Davy Jones despite his glaring weakness. Just because, 
I don't know. Uh, Leatherface is a kind of one-dimensional. He's just, just like, a slasher. Yeah, it's just literally like I kidnap people and like to wear those. I mean, that's kind of obviously very fucked up and scary, especially that it's based on a real thing. Uh, but like, there's no character. We don't know any real. I mean, what motives can you even have? There was like, oh, my mom was a bitch to me, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so she that, like, wear she wouldn't let me wear clothes, so I wore her skin. <laughs> and, uh, and then what was the other one? It's Leatherface and uh, oh, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Bill yeah. which I think is cool that he was inspired, but he's a lesser villain in what the one who actually yeah, deserved to be on this true. list, which is Hannibal Lecter. So it's yeah. like. But he didn't get killed by Hannibal Lecter, so that's why I kind of left it in there, just because it's like, they didn't directly have, like, an impact on each other, but they kind of did. No, he for sure did, because it was only because of Lecter's advice that they were able to hone in on the oh, White yeah. House for Buffalo Bill to eventually get caught and killed. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. In a way, I mean, Lecter actually did kind of lead to Buffalo's death. But, yeah, true. No mind. I'll um, back. So I do give that one to Davey, um, uh, which I only started backpedal on that because I realized that part three of round two is Thanos versus Davy Jones. Oh. Which I one of the tougher ones because I feel like they both have similar flaws. Um, I don't know. I because I'm ambivalent, but I'm on this one, I almost don't want to go into too much detail because yeah. I can see it going either way. They're both interesting. They both have huge, obvious, glaring flaws. You you said that immediately. Is like Anna says, obvious flaws. Davy, I would say, also has obvious flaws. I mean, also though, Davy has obvious strengths. Like the whole thing, he can't walk on land supposedly. But you guys even brought up, oh yeah, he can buckets buckets of water. And I so, forgot about that too. And so also, he has slaves who are able to walk on land, who are like able to they're carry him. mutants who could literally just make a palanquin of water that he's able to just sit in and take him anywhere on whatever. So that's pretty stupid. Well, if you fucking just carry him, like, or, or literally just carry him on the shoulders or, or just yeah. like a horse or something. Yeah. yeah but what, what happens if he touches land? Can he touch this? <laughs> that's true. It's like, what if Dalton, someone just throws sand on him? Dalton, so he can, yeah, because he, she's like, I'm allergic to dry sand is basically what it is. Because it's like, when he's in the wet sand, he can walk in the ocean, yeah. but he can't walk on the dry sand. She's like, yeah. So yeah, that, that in itself is, there's a, a million ways to pick that up. What if it's like, like a starfish just instantly dries out? He's like, fucking stupid. He just dries the fuck out. Um, Never thought about that. Dry sand. But, uh, it's the opposite of the Wicked Witch of the West. She he hates Barbara shit. Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> Barbara, <laughs> Barbara's dry sand. Oh. Uh, that's actually that's pretty good. I was trying to. Um, Dexter versus Londa. I easily give that one to Landa. Yeah. Um, I gotta call him Landa. Um, yeah, Hans Landa is Landa. Is is it Landa or Landa? Hans no, Landa. I think. Well, Landa, I think right? fr- the French girl said Landa. Landa. Okay. Um, Maybe it's a middle. Lan. Fuck it. No, I'm in my head. Who cares? Um, so Landa. Landa. Uh, so I, I think Landa is. Uh, I, you guys pretty much made all the good points about him, I actually think. I think he's one of the ones you guys most popularly dissected is because he is, it's not only as an individual, he's terrifying, he's so smart and discerning, he's like the, the first scene you guys dissected really well, of how just the, the tension build up and he's clearly fucking with people. Um, but there's several other examples of that throughout the movie of with uh, the film lady, uh, fuck, I forget her name, um, whatever. Um, he's just a truly good villain. He's just like menacing. Absolutely. And, he doesn't have powers, obviously. He's just, like, a human who's evil. Uh, uh, arguably kind of like Hitler in a way where maybe he thinks he's doing what's right. You can never, obviously, really be sure what's going on in their head. A lot of people say they think... And then there's people who would say in philosophy is, no matter what you do, you think you're doing what's right. Even if you do something trying to be, and you're trying to hurt someone, in your mind it's because it's what's the best course of action. Oh, yeah. Um, who said that? 
I mean, that's just a school of philosophy. A lot of people say is like, by definition, as creatures, if we're moving towards something, that's our goal. And so by definition, that's the highest thing that you can see of like, that's worth doing. Yeah. And so even if you're trying to hurt someone, it's just whatever. I don't subscribe to that at all. I think it's like, there's obviously things you can do where like, I'm intending to be evil right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, ch- I'm full on choosing to be cutting this dude's head off. <laughs> this is my entire choice. I could not cut this dude's head off when I am. Yeah. Um, so I think, whatever. With the whole Nazi thing, it's hard to even make that case because it's like, I mean, we're all trying to make the world a better place. Trying to be like, well, I'm doing it. I'm just killing the Jews, though. And the, the, the I mean, whatever. Um, so it's hard to even give him the, like, the benevolent utilitarianism. But, I mean, I guess that's what you have to do because in their mind, they weren't outwardly evil. They weren't just in there being like, yes, I'm going to be a villain today. Ha ha ha. They yeah. justified it somehow, so obviously Nazis also were a real thing, so that in itself is terrifying. Millions of people actually died because of people like Hans Zander who were high-level Nazis who... So, um... I easily give that one to, to Hans Landa. Yeah. Landa. Um, but that's the end of round two, which would take us to the round three, which I don't right know here. how long it's been. But I think we're gonna... I think we're gonna probably just do the two and then the final right now. Like, why not? Okay. Um, if you want, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to uh, want to take a piss break and sure? Okay, hold on. Pause. Now. Okay, we back and we refreshed. All right. Um, so we are now at Hannibal beat Voldemort or uh, <coughs> Hannibal versus the Grabber, David Jones versus Hans Landa. So Hannibal versus the Grabber. I I mean, think dude. Honestly, it, it might be just a clean sweep for Hannibal, dude. I mean, the Grabber is sick, but Hannibal is just such a complex character, dude. It's I think that just might be a clean sweep. I kind of have to agree. I would hate to come on here and have <laughs> around literally just yeah. no no argument. Um, the only way I could even try and give it to the grabber is if you somehow uh, extrapolate out to just be on. He never got individual. caught until the very end when he was dead. Like he never got caught by the cops. Yeah, but. or just judge it as like the concept he represents rather than just him. Like if you look at kind of childhood, but that's not what it is. It's the guy versus the guy. Yeah. You got to give it to Lecter. That's the only way I could try and give it to Grabbers, because, like, the idea of childs being kidnapped and tortured and stuff is obviously very terrifying. It's... Like, but yeah, he sounded like he was a created fucking monster. I think Cannibal Lecter was, like, so a, a, he created his own fucking evil because he was so brilliant. He was like, dude, I, I feel like I'd get away with this shit. One thing about Lecter, though, that I forgot to bring up earlier, though, is that he's not just, like, pure evil. Even though he's, like, unapologetically evil and he knows what he does is evil, and he's not trying to, like, delude himself like Dexter, he does... Uh, a cop at one point i forget what she says but um clarice yes clarice Hello. uh at one point basically says no he's not going to come after me that would be rude he yeah. would consider that rude because she knows that uh, kind of like anton Chigur, he has his own fucked up set of ethics and so he only goes after certain people um he, kind he of would kill her if he had to but he doesn't need to yeah but it, like yeah not just yeah but he could kill her if he needed to or well, if that, he wanted to yeah or if she really was like an impediment to him escaping but he because he's so smart knew yeah. that he had he i think and i think that is part of the fear he's like he she knows that i respect her so much that i won't kill her but she knows that i'm absolutely absolutely killable and there's nothing i can do about it but yeah. he's allowing it it's the balls in his court and i think that's part of the uh, the power is like the presence you're like the balls in my court you and I are talking, this glass is here, but you still know that there is maybe a chance I could kill you. Even though this glass, and I'm stuck behind this, you know that deep, the only reason you're scared because is that you know that maybe, maybe I could get out and somehow eat you. Yeah. Maybe. Like, no, dude, it's like, literally, think about it. He is 100% secure. There's no way he's getting out, but still she's scared and kind of freaks out because she's like, 
dude, somehow, I don't know fucking how, but I'm not 100% certain he won't kill me. Yeah, and the fact that it even was a discussion of, like, oh, aren't you scared of him? Because they know that he is smart enough to, to maybe escape, which he ended up yeah. doing. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I... That's fucking freaky, dude. She goes, oh, shit. I, I, I do think it's pretty much a sweep, which I guess is okay because there's going to be another round after this, so... Yeah, yeah, it's got to go to Lecter. Yeah, all right. See you, Lecter. Uh, fucking the grabber, pig ass. All right, <laughs> so David Jones was the junior. I think it's a clean sweep, dude. I feel like it is literally just... Yeah. It's um, literally just Hannibal versus fucking Hans Landa right now, I think. Landa and Lecter. Right? Um, or do you agree or no? I think I love I David do. Jones, but... I... Well... Hans Landa is the epitome of ability. See, this is one of those things where it's like, it's almost unfair because... On some level, you have to, especially with a villain like Landa, you have to kind of judge him behind what... Because he's not just an idea of what he represents. He really is part of the entire Nazi machine. Oh, yeah. So, like, definitely if you kill him, it's not just the end of Nazis. It's like there's... So, the idea of what he represents is obviously more terrifying. It's an actual real thing. Millions of people died. But as an individual... He killed, like, he's responsible for, yeah, some pretty terrifying stuff. And, like, what did he kill throughout the movie? Maybe. I, I didn't keep an exact count, but, like, maybe. By him was, like, maybe maybe three by yeah. his hand. Yeah, but that arguably, like, he he probably led to dozens of deaths throughout. Oh, no, he's definitely, yeah. But Davy Jones, as, as an individual, if you just look at what he did and was able to, like, the power mm-hmm. he was able to get, basically become, fall in love with a goddess, uh... In a world where, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, it's not just he's the only magical horse. It's a world of other magical beings throughout the ocean. But he's the thing that, like, everyone recognizes and fears and respects. Even able to call the Kraken. Oh, yeah. Um, Dude, the ability to call a Kraken? You're calling an ancient monster. Like, that's fucking nuts. And they're, honestly, I think their depiction of the Kraken is my favorite still. Of yes. Like, it's so unsuccessful. Fuck Clash of the Titans. I mean... It was fine, the, but whatever. The, the CGI was cool, but, like, having it be a bipedal thing that comes out and... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it's sick. like, you're gonna fucking... The Kraken... I don't know. I just think... Yeah, the, Kra- the Kraken is a giant, like, octopus kind of fucking thing. And, yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean just absolutely nailed it. Um, so... They're the number one pirate movie, right? I don't know what, yeah, would, yeah. Nothing no, just else, in ever, like, there's no other, like, no, I but maybe that one's better. Anything else, yeah, can't why, even, why isn't pirate lore? Oh, well, it, not movies, but the series Black Sails is fucking amazing. Is have, it? Have you I've seen Black Sails? Well, no. Black, Black, Black Sails. Yeah, Black Flag is Black the Flag? Assassin's Creed. Um, Black Sails is an amazing movie. It's from, our series, it's from Stars. Um, dude, it's, the it's, it's kind of based on real events. It has some real characters. But it's also fictionalized, and it, like t- it's a prequel to Treasure Island, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, one of the most famous pirate books of all time, um, with Long John Silver. You yeah. probably ended. Up, we, you, I think we were forced to read it in middle school. Um, very good series. So there is. It's not movies, but honestly, I would say, especially because it's multiple seasons, I would. If I was forced to watch one thing on repeat for the rest of my life, I would actually choose Black Sails over Pirates of the Caribbean. I love Pirates of the really? Caribbean. Really? Oh yeah. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. But uh, honestly, I really only like the first two Pirates of the Caribbean. The third one's okay. After that, I feel like they kind of turned to shit. Stranger Tides is a little odd. And then... Um... Yeah, th- yeah, three's even weird. Um, but, see, Davy Jones versus Londa, like, it it really depends on the criteria, criteria we're really emphasizing. If you're looking at it as individuals, I think I actually would give it to Davy. Really? Because yeah, I mean, he yeah. really, like, he literally controlled the seven seas. He, he had a powerful ghost ship. He was an immortal... And really, the things that they didn't write in the movies that could be circumnavigated, circumvented, like him being able to just 
be carried on the land or whatever. He should basically be an unstoppable god. He should just have a better vault for his fucking heart that yeah, isn't able to be stolen. Um, you I, can I, put it underwater. Like, why don't you just drop it in the deepest part of the ocean? What I the act- fuck? Literally, why don't you just do that? Uh, yeah. I think it's... Why don't you just do that? And have the Kraken guard it, so if anything tries going close to it... Put it, it in the Kraken's... Fu- dude. In the Kraken's mouth, yeah. Well, then the Kraken's gonna shit it out, because obviously it's still biological. So. No, but when David Jones got swallowed by the Kraken, it sent him to fucking uh, the, the end or whatever the fuck. Oh, you mean Jack, uh, Sparrow? Jack Sparrow got swallowed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. So that's something else. So is the crack holes, Kraken's butthole a fucking black yeah, hole? Just black hole. <laughs> it's just like, like a dimensional yeah. portal. <laughs> Wait, so he, here's the thing, though. Um, isn't a locker just a uh, death, though? Sorry. Isn't it just, like, literally supposed to be basically a... a, a yeah, but then they sailed into it. I don't understand. Because upside down. Upside, yeah. So you can just, like, sail... The writing gets fucking wonky, dude. <laughs> it gets wonky. And, and the fact of, like, uh, you can just fucking, um, uh, like, he, so is he a god? And he was cast, he has this literal god power of the fucking ocean because he, uh, like, yes. broke a witch's heart? And now, like, yeah. I, I just, it's, there's, what is, does Zeus, or does, are there, like, other gods that literally have harder powers than her? Like, why are they not talked about? Is he the number one guy from literally just a curse? Yeah, Fuck see, off. I guess for those reasons alone, because... I'm a racist written, tattoo. I, I do think Atlanta has to get it because Jones has a lot of potential, but... Atlanta's a literal person, dude. That could literally be... I th- okay, if we're going on oh, realisticness yeah. Yeah. and there's no, like, flaws, this could be a literal just heartless person, and this was, like, a for type sure. of... Like, Goebbels, dude? I mean, there was guys worse than him, more brutal, no, who actually... Sure. Like, because he didn't... He kind of enjoyed having people in their tension and being scared but he wasn't like he was never shown actively torturing someone and like breaking fingers and being like <laughs> yeah he was not skeet shooting infants yeah so like there were definitely way worse people like obviously the uh, the book Night by Ellie Wiesel that we were first to read oh, yeah. is like they would talk about how they would bayonet babies and in front of their moms and then throw the moms in fire how crazy is like you're in high school you're like hey let's read this book yeah it's pretty cool and, and but hey how dare you talk about sexuality to children? Because they're not ready for that stuff. Hold on, dude. hold on. I'm gonna, hold on. Uh, hold on really fast. <laughs> uh, sorry, you'll never know what I just said. <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle's a Kanye West fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> she ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> she, we, um, uh, so yeah, you think so? Hans Lando a little bit more. Yeah, um, because, ah, fuck, see, again, it really depends on the criteria, but I, because Nazis are a real thing, yeah, I, oh man, this is a tough one. I, uh, I'm gonna say Hans Lena. Oh, fuck, man. Do you have anyone that you'd be willing to call as a tiebreaker? Because I, yeah, kind of almost want to give it to Davey, because if we're looking at it as individuals, which I really feel like you almost have to is this, (sighs) I feel like I have to give it to Davey, the idea of Nazis is definitely a bigger, scarier, Obviously, realer thing. Call Nick. Nick was the last time we He's going to give it to Landa. Yeah, I accept that though. You think so? I, I mean, I'll Nick gave it to Voldemort for the other one. I mean, Nick's a chain kind of guy. Let's see what he says. Hopefully, Nick's not going to answer. He's probably kissing a with the kissing lady. a woman lady. All right, we're going to call Walker then. If Walker doesn't answer, he's a pig. All right, and if he doesn't answer, I'll just accept Landa wins. Hey, you're on the podcast. This is the tiebreaker. Hey, tiebreaker. Uh, Hans Landa 
Davy Jones. Dude, Hans Landa. Yeah. All right. I figured. You, you went with Davy Jones because you're a. No, I didn't. I said Hans Landa. Dalton yeah. was kind of on the fence with the uh, Hans. Uh, uh, Davy Jones because he kind of like flipped the script and was like, "Yeah, but." Yeah, I accept yeah, it. I'm, I'm... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. I just said I accept it. Oh, okay. All right, later, Chud. Hell yeah, guys. I'm going to get air, jump around, have a good time. I have kids, by the way, so. <laughs> you're jumping. Dude, you're going to be you're gonna be genuinely sore from just jumping tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, that's a deep callback. Whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Have Big. fun, guys. Later. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Anslando fucking Hannibal Lecter, dude. Alrighty. I think, I think uh, the depth of Hannibal Lecter is number one. Hansland is very scary, but if we just go of like uh, their positions of power, Hannibal Lecter one hundred percent created his. He was Hanslander was given his. He wouldn't be a dude on the street with that same power. It was be, it was given to him, so he yes. was able to uh, kind of like capitalize absolutely. on where he's at. Uh, Hannibal Lecter, if you put him in the fucking streets of Brazil, he would absolutely run Brazil and fucking eat people in a mansion somehow. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Hannibal Lecter is pretty sick. Paulo. Because <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's like, dude, at the end of the movie, you're like, how did he fucking just like fly? How did he get out of the country? How did he do all this stuff? It's because he had these fucking like, he has these protocols beforehand. He's like, well, blah, 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 blah. to be fair, it was pre-2001, so, like, you could kind of be on the top on it. Yeah, but he had money, and, like, he had to have, like, a stash of money. He had to, like, had a, like, preparation, a suit. He had to fucking have, like... That's go- true. <laughs> Dude, he had preparation, son. Uh, that's Come true. on, Miss Moffat. Moffat? Who's Moffat? Like, uh, he had all these little plants and fucking, like, things to do. Dude, H- fucking... Heinz Land is very smart, but he's a fucking psychiatrist. He's, like, he's, like, a fucking... That guy would, like, make you... Ki- like, Hanslander could make you kill himself. Han- uh, Hannibal Lecter could make you fucking choke on your own tongue, dude. You could shoot yourself in the head listening to Hannibal Lecter... Or, uh, Hanslander, but Hannibal Lecter will make you suffocate yourself with your own tongue. That's, that's the kind of fucking evil that motherfucker possesses. Isn't it? The smart. What a great fucking argument I just made. Holy shit. Honestly, was pretty well done. Holy um, shit. I, I agree with most of what you just said. He is pretty much self-made, um, and as an individual, which I am mostly trying to do as judgment here, I have a hard time saying that he is the most, like, he's more the self-made man than than Landa, because Landa obviously has all the money and spies and other soldiers underneath, underlings of the Nazis to help him out. Um, yeah, I have a hard time even trying to argue that on an individual level, yeah. except for the sheer numbers of people, well, see, I guess we never really get hard body counts in either way, but I would imagine throughout Hanslander's career, he killed more people than Hannibal. Yeah. Um, Hannibal is like maybe more terrifying in the moment because you're just a normal person living your life, and then all of a sudden this guy's fucking. And also, I don't think we ever do. We get details in terms. Oh of, like, shit! Does pause. he kill what? Oh no! You finish your thought. I'm going to tell you why Hanslander is way more scary than fucking Hannibal. Okay, cool. But do we get details of whether? Uh, Hannibal kills the people before he eats them, or is like, is he kind of torturing them and then like? Uh, yeah, them? I don't think he. I think I would assume he kills. Yeah, I don't think he's like actively torturing people. So even if he had like twelve body counts, I don't think it seems to me like he's the kind of person who would just like catch you in an alleyway and chloroform yeah. you real quick, and then like you don't even know what happened to you. It's just like you're there one moment and then you're gone, which is yeah. terrifying in itself, obviously. But then it's like, well, at least I uh, my liver's. Be- There's no better way to have my liver go 
be used when I die than have a guy who knows how to cook it with a yeah. fine Chianti. So, yeah. <laughs> Side of fava beans. Um, yes. Fava beans. Um, Brett fava, fava beans. Brett, Brett fava beans. beans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, in terms of body count, I think you got to give it to Landa. And, but, oh, sorry, what were you going to say, though? Why, why Landa's better? Okay. In the moment, who the fuck is scarier? Because you're going to have fear for yourself. If you're a Hannibal Lecter, because you're like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking get eaten. Holy shit, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh my god, or I'm, you're going through this emotional depression. That's that's a sad where you're probably at 10 out of 10. But I feel like if you have three kids in your wife oh, yeah. no, underneath have. a fucking and floorboard your and you're, st- oh, and you're yeah. fucking... Dude, I think your Sounds- fear is 13 out of 10 because it's like yourself, your kids, your wife. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, I'm feeling everything. You're 100% sad and bummed there's no <laughs> fucking like receptors that are like ever fill the other one you're like ah, well at least i'm like nobody else is dying with me this is like about. everything i give a fuck about is 100 out the window and i just died and i just fucking blew it up i think that's scarier so is that and what's... they're making fun of your nose so it's pretty yeah <laughs> yeah no uh, uh i no i i agree it's like especially if we're trying to go i think the idea is like hannibal didn't Torture. Maybe if I if I'm fucking this up and someone who knows the movie really well is like Hannibal did torture the people. You're <laughs> fucking retard. No, you're uh, anyway. Um, if I'm wrong there, sorry. But I think yeah, no, I, I gotta give it to Landa there <laughs> in, in terms of sheer terror, body count. If he's not self-made, that's one thing, sure. But like that's all, the banality of evil is in itself a terrifying concept. Like the idea that kind of ordinary people can just be part of a machinery that just leads them to do fucking horrific shit and just watch horrific shit and condone horrific shit and like it's not because they're particularly great or genius or impactful as individuals but they're that's what in itself is so terrifying it's like yeah he's just one of many but imagine still looking into that eyes and knowing that oh god this is the jew hunter literally this is the guy it's it's it's, it's such a real deep terror that i can't i literally can't even imagine like the this the cl- is the infamous. This is so fucking insane. The closest thing I can even think of, and it's not even a fraction of, is when I thought that I was being killed because my they played the prank on me, that they were cops up while we were hunting, and they shot Jason, and then they told me that they were going to rape me and stuff and held me at gunpoint. What? I don't know. I don't remember this story. <sighs> it's uh, one of the first... Like, I, I was almost like raped, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, I was. It's one of, one of the first times I went hunting, and this is just good old-fashioned hunter humor. Uh, with a big group of guys, it was my stepdad and my brother and my buddy Jason, like 12 other guys, whatever. Names aren't that important. But, uh, the whole ride up there, we was out towards the coast. Uh, they were telling us that the thing is, is these country cops is, I was also younger. I would think I was like 16. And it was all this stories the whole way up there. It was like, these country cops, you gotta be careful with them. They'll smell your asshole from down the road. They they fuck with you. That like, they're, they weren't going crazy with the stories, but they're like, there are kind of assholes out here. Just be careful, they will pull you over for no reason. It's hunting season, but they're kind of just checking on people and see if you have guns and whatever. Mm. Just be aware, and especially because we're out there smoking and stuff, and even at 16, I had weed and booze on me. And so they're like, just be aware and be ready to kind of like, just be cool or throw the shit away if you think the opportunity arises, whatever. Mm. So the first night we were up there, it was close to midnight, me and Jason, my buddy, he was the guy close to my age, he's a couple years older than me. And he's been there a couple times though before. We are up at the very, very top of the mountain, walking up to the rock quarrying. Which is, it's one way in, one way out. It's one road, and then it's wooded on both sides. The edge, because it's rock quarry, is literally a cliff down. Uh, I guess that's not obvious, but it's it's at the top of the mountain, and it's just like a 100-foot cliff side down. 
and then like a sheer wall up. So there's literally no way to go out from the road. And we're getting up to the rock quarry where the, like it opens up a little bit out of the road. And in the rocks, I see like the flashing of cop lights. Um, oh, obviously, uh, fuck, whatever. Oh, detail, important detail is uh, Jason had a gun on him and because um, we were hunting. You were hunting, And yeah. he wasn't supposed to have a gun because he had recently... Anyway, uh, so he quickly, as soon as the lights appeared, he quickly tossed the gun to me and said, I'm not supposed to have this, fuck! And then started running. And I'm like, okay, uh, Jason, just, I tried telling him, like, Jason, stop, be cool, because I've always had a good, like, track... I've never had a bad experience with cops. I've always been like, even if yeah, I was something semi-wrong, which I also did have weed and booze on me at the time. Weed was obviously still illegal. I was 16. I wasn't supposed to have either. But I was, it was one beer and it was like a little bit of weed. I was like, if these cops, I mean, they're not, whatever. Well, you're like, dude, this guy's a literal criminal. Like, this guy's and just so I was just, bucks. I was trying to just be cool. I was like, Jay, okay, Jason's running. I have the gun now. I just turned around. I wasn't going to run because there was nowhere to yeah, fucking nowhere. run to. And so I just tried to be cool. And I hear, freeze, stop. The cop cars or the fuck. I, all I see because the lights are so bright, the headlights and the cop and it's dark. I just see lights and the silhouette of a white truck. And I hear free stop. I hear the doors open and I hear <laughs> and Jason had only gotten like 20 feet away and I hear his body thump to the ground. Oh my God. And he, I'm hit. And he starts making gurgling sounds. Oh no. <laughs> and like, I'm like, he's suffocating because he'd been shot and I fucking, whatever, too many details maybe, but I'm, I'm panicking and thinking, oh my God, Jason's been shot and I'm still trying to be cool. I'm like, sir, my friend wasn't, it's, you didn't need to shoot him. I'm, I'm still trying to be cool and just stand there and they tell me, shut up, get on the ground. And then the guns are supposedly on my head as I'm face down on the ground and they start saying shit like, as Jason's over there choking and bleeding out, like, unbuckle your belt, you didn't see anything, oh you don't have, uh, empty your pockets, all this shit, oh, oh, you have a gun and all this, oh, well, I guess we're gonna, anyway, it was threats of rape and basically we're gonna have to kill you because you're out here doing shit. And then, long story short, it's actually my hunting buddies who just have cop lights oh my and God. they were playing a really funny prank and Jason was in on it and he just shot up in the sky and Jason just thumped down on the ground and it made it like he... So funny. Yeah. So... Oh my God. <laughs> but like in that moment, my life was flashing before my eyes just trying to be like, please, sir, please just, just don't <laughs> kill me. Please. <laughs> so I do kind of know what it's like to have your life flash before your eyes, but that was fake. So it's like, it's almost false power to be like, yeah. Yeah. I've been through that shit. Uh, I remember that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the idea of hunt, but that was also only me. So the idea of, like, if that was happening with my family, or if I was a parent and my kids sitting Exactly. There, that's beyond. Yeah. That's like, you get, like, you're at max, but now you're at a new max, because that's like a, holy shit, that's more. Yeah. You were just out of 10. Yeah, so I, I think, I, I kind of convinced myself right there on playing the thing, but, um, so it's like, basically, what do you weigh higher? Literal fear or, or, um, just certain death? Literal fear or certain death for a villain? Well, so that's the thing is, it's like, if it's just your certain death, because that's the thing is like, if you're afraid, well, if, it, uh, is it just, is it unjustified fear? Are you afraid of something that's not going to happen? Or are you afraid of because your family is going to be killed? Like, if it's justified fear, then definitely fear. Like, if you know that, oh, I'm going to get killed, but then my family's going to be tortured afterwards. That's more terrifying than just, we're all five going to be killed. Like, obviously, the... The journey is, uh, yeah, uh, the journey is as important as the destination, if not more so. Um, like, yeah, death is obviously terrifying, but how you get there, uh, it's very important. And being snapped by Thanos is obviously 
less scary than being tortured and eaten alive. So yeah, cause, I mean, dude, if you were fucking if if somebody just shoots you in the back of the head, was well, that pretty awful? I mean, obviously it's or, scary, but like, or is it an air a bear eating yeah. you ass first? But you're in the moment experience. So that's yeah. I mean, it, that is an interesting metric though that I haven't really thought about until now. It's like the fear they impose from the individual's perspective. Like even then, Darth Vader has to get more credit than Voldemort because like yeah, sure their end was really stupid. But in the moment of like when you fi- you can't even say Voldemort's name because he's so scary. Yeah, and Darth, like, I can imagine, dude, living in the galaxy and like the idea of Darth Vader's ship showing up, and just like everyone, kind of just be cool. Right, Hope dude. he doesn't look at you. Hopefully he doesn't start shit. Because one hundred percent, we are dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shit. That could have been fucking. That could have. If we thought about that metric, that could have been a little bit further in the round, maybe for Darth Vader. Yeah. Hey, that's how the kid comes, brother. Yeah. Um. So do you know what I'm gonna change? I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in my answer. Uh, a better villain hands landed because he was single handedly the number one villain of his movie, yeah. and the other movie or uh, or Sounds of the Lambs. There was a couple villains. He wasn't even the main one. So oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to Hans Land based on that metric. Yeah, I think there's. I think I gotta give it to Landed. The only one I can really give it to is I mean Lecter is. Uh, there's two I can give it to Lecter. He's a more dynamic character. He is more interesting. He's more well-rounded. Like, we know that he has multiple dimensions in terms of being charming and smart and all these things. But in terms of just being a villain, in terms of just being scary, what he represents, what he actually did, th- I, yeah, I think I gotta give it to Landa. Yeah. Um, Hunting a person. Hannibal Lecter was like, oh, who is my next victim? And Hannibal, he- Hans, Hans Landa said... I know my victim. Uh-huh. And I, I can't, get, I can't get enough of them. There's two... Yeah. Yeah, he's like, this will never... They're rats. They'll populate. They'll fucking be more. He'll always get his fill. That's what he thinks. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Can, b- before we close out on this, though, can I give some honorable mentions so I feel like should have been... Absolutely, yeah. So, the first one I think is... We've already talked about a bit. is Ozymandias. Ozymandias, yeah. I'll be sick. As I, If he was on this list, he would be the one I would have absolutely rooted for to win. He is mm. my absolute... I think should have won. I think he is a really good example of a self-made villain where he started out, he had rich parents, but he was specifically, when they died, they gave him his their inheritance. He donated everything, started from ground zero to prove he could start and build an empire from nothing. He did that, became the richest man in the world. He is, I mean, the crazy things he's able to do, whether he has powers or not, I mean, a lot, like apparently the consensus is that he doesn't have powers, he's just a human, but he's able to catch bullets He's able to outsmart... That's crazy, yeah. He's able to outsmart Dr. Manhattan in the terms of... Literally, he used Tachyon, which is... It's a, only a fucking theoretical thing, but he used Tachyon technology to disrupt space-time and knowing that Dr. Manhattan... Like, a guy who exists through all space and time, he was able to outsmart him. Yeah, that's fucking insane, too. <laughs> and I would say he's the best, at least as far as I have seen the best representation of a utilitarian villain, where he really did have the best mind. It's like, the world that Alan Moore had written, who's the author of Watchmen, is that the world was going to end. Like, nuclear war in this story was inevitable, because it's an alternate reality. Um, it's like, Nixon gets elected over and over and whatever. Nuclear war was inevitable. If he didn't do something, the world was going to end. So, like, he almost, like, there you had to do something. Obviously, what he did was evil as fuck. This is why he is a villain. But it's like the best form of utilitarianism. Like he knew, he did the math and said, "Yes, I'm killing hundreds of millions of people." And it was he, what I have to do. And he knew it was evil, and he knew they were innocent people. And he, he, he said, "I taking," and he forced himself to. That's why he had all the TV screens because he was forcing himself to it, it, it absorb as much of their lives as possible, so he could take in the pain. And really- Dude, pause. Is is Ozymandias, um 
The perso- no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. <laughs> is Ozymandias the uh, the super ver- uh, superhero or super villain version of Oppenheimer? I don't. Based on what you just, the guy who just who no, I know, him. I know who Oppenheimer is, but I don't understand the the parallel. Well, because what you just said is like, oh shit, he's like, you just described the Bhagavad Gita fucking thought process of like doing uh, creating the nuke. I I I am master of world become I'm or, be, uh, oh my god, now I'm fucking up destroyer of worlds. I think yeah, I'm I'm master of death, destroyer of worlds. I believe whatever. It is. Yeah. Like that. Everyone does it. That's so crazy. I yeah, you were just saying like too. I am I am a, I'm a accepting the fact of this. I am uh, this is what I am I'm doing. I am. I am Death, Destroyer of Worlds. Yeah, Oppenheimer uh, was doing, you know, uh, I mean, whatever. I don't, Oppenheimer was immediately regret. It's, it's, I kind of see this parallel you're saying is because, like, he kind of, it, it, But this could be, like, a over, like, uh, like, a extreme version of Oppenheimer. Yeah, because like, Oppenheimer was never actually willing to use the bomb. Like, once he created it, he was regretful, and he never actually wanted to use it for yeah. war. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, he wouldn't have, he definitely wouldn't have subscribed to Ozymandias as, like, yeah, go kill people for stability. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Ozymandias is not only utilitarian, he's like, he, I'm killing hundreds of millions of people, but it's he actually secured world peace and outsmarted a god. He outsmarted Dr. Manhattan to do so. Um, which, I, I mean, Dr. Manhattan even went so far as to kill Rorschach, who he loved. And like, he, he respected as a hero and like a pure, he respected Rorschach's morals and stuff and didn't want, but he saw the logic in Ozymandias's, like, what he had done mm. and actually sided with him and killed Rorschach. I, I, I mean, I could go on, but I think Ozymandias is, like, he's self-made, super smart. He Literally, yeah, he, he fucking, Rorschach did not need to die. But Oz, yeah. Well, see, I mean, that ultimately ended up being, proving true is because his death meant nothing because, for one, everyone thought he was insane. So really, even if he came out and said all this shit about Ozymandias, it probably wouldn't take much Just be like, oh, that's just crazy Rorschach. Everyone yeah. knows he's crazy. But also, mm-hmm. even though he was killed, his fucking uh, book got released. His journal, Rorschach's journal, got released to the comics at the end, and so they ended up uh, spreading all his everything he knew anyway. So, yeah, killing him actually was pointless. But again, that's what Doctor Manhattan. I actually think is one of the tougher characters to actually accept because he's very like just contradictory. Um, For someone with no flaws, has like potentially flaws and contradictions. Yeah, no, it's just like it's, at sometimes he knows things from the future that he shouldn't, but then also sometimes he's totally oblivious because I haven't experienced that yet. And it's he kind of can do things, but he can't. He's like, oh, because everyone's on strings, I can just see mine. So he's he just feels like he's kind of just I I don't know I just it's a, a weird life yeah I have a hard time accepting him as a character. But, what about uh, uh or uh did, what about the um did you like him in uh what he did in the show Watchmen? Did you like that kind of thing where he kind of nerfed himself? He, I did like that concept of because he did yeah of trying to feel human again and so he could actually sense like a, a feeling of linearity. Um, I did like that. I obviously had flaw, uh problems with the show, but yeah, no, I did like how they handled that. Um, I definitely didn't like how they handled Ozymandias for the most part. Really? Because like, they made him a little bitch-made, but uh, like smart, but like A joke. They just made him a fucking uh, 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 comic relief. Just Totally at, a comic he's relief. He's just sitting here and he's this throwing ball. I don't know. And they lost all of his, like, well, I, I honestly don't even understand why he was in there except for to show that, oh, his daughter was, which I thought was pretty cool. But dude, oh, keep going. What? No, no, what? Dude, just think about the island, though. Like, that, that was a comic relief, but he created his own comic relief to deal with the insanity because... He created. That's he true. had. Yeah, the, the, he had the two people, <laughs> and then he cloned them for a million. Like that was his own fucking twisted joke. Was like, yeah. I can make these no matter what. Like it doesn't fucking matter. This is so trivial to me. Like these are just fucking things. Like that was just a ha ha he. Like he was literally a king. With those were his jesters. Like you know, 
really does, though. It's another form of villainy because the way they describe Dr. Manhattan as creating those guys, it's not that they didn't feel things. It's that they were just basically he over-indexed for them to be hyper-empathetic creatures. So it's not that they didn't have feelings or didn't care about things. or Like, they suffered. It's just that their entire programming was to care about everyone else over themselves. So it's like, I it's going to hurt if you burn me, but if it makes you happy... I'm okay with that, which is also why compersion can be something you don't want to over-index for. Michael Schmachtenberger, he's like, oh, if you just maximize for compersion, everyone will be happy making other people happy and the world will be perfect. It doesn't huh. work that way. You have to, every no matter the highest, no matter what your ideal is, it has to be regulated with other ideals. Otherwise, you end up losing things. But um, I, that, that in itself makes them almost more villainous because the idea of like, these are as sentient as humans, but they're like the purest, most innocent life forms you could possibly imagine. Their entire thing is literally just let me help you. Let me make you happy. I want to, like, they're basically, like, almost Christ-like entity. Yeah. Each one is just, let me, nothing My about purpose myself. is literally to listen to what the fuck you have to say. It's pure selflessness. And his whole thing is just, I'm gonna torture them, huh? Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's a different kind of villain, but also that in itself is hugely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. The idea that the hellscape he's making those things live through, so. Totally, that's, that's, that's actually, true. I didn't, I didn't even think about that little aspect on the, on the show. That's more villain points for him. I honestly think he should have won. But, uh, a little bit of a cheekier... Uh, since we're talking about purely fictional characters that have, like, kill counts and all these things, I think God is an honorable mention who should have been in here. <laughs> hey, uh, the Christian God. Uh, the Flood of Noah is pretty crazy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Every He killed everybody? Yeah. But for uh, what? And that was, to make things perfect. And also, yeah. don't forget that was his third attempt, because he, he tried first with angels, and then, oops, Satan, oopsie poopsie, uh, they're not quite so perfect. And then he tried Adam and Eve, they're perfect, oopsie poopsie, the snake talked to him, they fell. And then uh, things got so fucked by Noah um, that he tried to wipe everything out and be like, Noah, you're good enough. We're going to start fresh with you. Things will be good. Oops. Oh, dude, uh, top, pause real quick. I did not know that. Because I've always had the thing of, oh, you think Adam and Eve created everybody? But I didn't know that was a failed attempt. Well, like, no, it's, I mean, the whole thing is that because, no, people did, like, Noah is supposedly uh, an ancestor of Adam and Eve. Yeah, but, but they weren't oh, yeah. perfect. Because, like, he started them as perfect. They were supposedly perfect in the Garden of Eden. But then the whole idea is that obviously Satan as the snake talked to them and yeah. and so they got corrupted and they fell from the garden. That's the whole reason of like they started out perfect, but then they fucked up from his supposedly all-knowing plan, which also anyway, probably pissing off Christian viewers. I'm sorry. I was joking about Christian viewers. I was mostly joking about the God thing. I just think it's kind of funny because <laughs> <laughs> like his kill count's pretty high. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Never lost. Undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Um Ramsey Gordon. Or, wow, Jesus Christ, Ramsey Gordon. Golden. What the fuck? Uh, Ramsey... Uh, Bolden? Ramsey Bolton. Uh, fuck, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. Ramsey Bolton is um, crazy. I think he's an honorable mention. That's he's... still one of the top three scenes of all time, is when he's getting homeboy out of there, and he's like, fuck, we're gonna get you uh, out of there, then dude. Back in, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, hey, you yeah. stupid fucking idiot. You think and I'm your the books, friend? it's even crazier, dude. Ramsey is a fucking crazy character. I mean, honestly, it's like, he's pretty much one-dimensional in, in the fact that he's just pure evil, but it's like, it's such a... In his pure evilness, the creative things that Martin writes him able to do, that's just like the, this is the most despicable things. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I definitely think he's uh, worth mentioning. Um, Morgoth, uh, who is the... He's Sauron's kind of leader in Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, like, he's basically a god. I, I mean, I could go on for him for 20 minutes because he has so many cool things. The Felling the Trees of Valinor, whatever. Huge, <laughs> huge awesome villain that fought for thousands of years. Um, it took literal gods, all the other gods, to fight against him. And even then, really never killed him until the end of time. Where, like, the Dagger Bragalach. The... 
Anyway, Morgoth <laughs> is a fucking awesome villain. Um, but yeah, those are eh. those are kind of my honorable mentions that I thought. Well, fuck yeah. So Hans Landa, but those. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think. I, I mean, there, that we could have been like fucking went on a deep rabbit hole if we were going like Morgoth. Fucking, we could have gone like the fucking uh, the legends of the Avengers. Fucking, what are those? They call them the fucking timekeepers or shit or. Yeah, I mean, like that's the, the thing. Obviously, there's the Joker. There's Doomsday, elders. There's so many other good ones that like are arguably should. Be I on, know. I I can whatever. I but, just wanted to stay away from like, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Too many power guys. Yeah, because I mean there was a lot of. And also, you wanted to keep the Halloween theme. So yeah. All right, so hands landed, did you, Hunter? I yeah. I mean, Kanye West is pissed, but he, that he's the fucking big villain because no, he believes that he's doing a good job. So or maybe maybe not. <sighs> Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Uh, from the sixteen you gave, I, I can't see it going any other way. I think I think he is the the one to actually mm-hmm. win that. Um, the only one I could have maybe seen of the sixteen you listed uh, is Shigur Magneto. Actually, I could see either one of those. Shigur would be my next choice. Yeah. Um, but really, even him, meh. He only killed a few people in his movie. He did beat everyone. But yeah, no. Yeah, I think Landa is actually. It's pretty good that he came out on top, especially with the fear. I think yeah. he's this. He's one of the scarier ones. Just by like literally not having to like do too much, but just his like persona. His opponent, her, his persona is effortlessly scary. Yeah. So. All right, dude. I'm gonna hop to my notes really quick. Sweet. Um. So, what is speaking of this? Because I, I, you just kind of opened up that a little bit. Uh, what is the best lore in any video game? Or movie. So we're going to do one, uh, like, we're going to do the Does game. it have to be one singular movie, or, or can it be, like, a series? Oh, a series, yeah. Like, what's the best lore of a, of a game or uh, a movie? Whatever you want to talk about first. Well, if we're going to talk about fully original lore, I'd probably have to give it to Elder Scrolls. Um, the shit they've done is honestly insane. A lot. It's obviously, at this point, like, nothing's truly original. It's all derivative of something. You can be like, well, that's just a kind of uh, a version of this. And But, like, they've made it all where it's so cohesive. And there's all these different races and eight. It's all across time and thousands of years and all these characters. Something as simple as playing like Skyrim though, and then just like reading up a book, and mm-hmm. you can legitimately read a book. Mm-hmm. Like the the effort and time Literally of that. thousands of books, dude. dude From yeah. Morrowind, I mean, it's crazy the amount. Of, and then Elder Scrolls Online takes it to another level because there's. Uh, that was the only one I didn't play. It's, I mean, it's definitely got its flaws, but I I spent quite a bit of time on Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, if I was going to go games or game series, I would probably go Elder Scrolls. Uh, did you say books or movies? Or, or movies. Or movies. Um, or, I mean, books and movies are the same thing. They're intertwined, kind of. Books and movies are the same thing. Well, no, I'm saying, like, like story. a lot of movies are derived from books. I mean, that's Man. just a visual representation. Um, God, movies with the best lore. I don't know. Do you have one in mind? Um, lores, if, if, like, I break it down to what, which one would I rather live in? Or what I I just appreciate the most, hmm. I think the lore of I think the Harry Potter lore of like magic. Ooh, I think yeah. that that and that just entire fucking thing. I would love to live in that kind of situation because uh, yeah. that would be incredible. Um, but just like the coolest, I think is I I love dude. I mean, you're not gonna agree. But I mean, this is this is this is the first one that just comes to mind is um, just the the Percy Jackson series of just like. Because they portray Greek mythology pretty well. And just that idea of like a camp like that and shit. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. I I can see that. That's actually very cool. Um, I think this is a little bit broad, but I would have to give it to Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere. 
It's actually... I don't even know what that it, is. It might be cheating because it's actually like an entire collection of stories. Brandon Sanderson is an author who, for one, he finished The Wheel of Time after Robert Jordan's died of cancer, um, which in itself is pretty big because Wheel of Time is like one of the biggest fantasy... At, at one point, it was the biggest fantasy series of all time. Um, but now he has this thing he's developed called the Cosmere. It's basically its own entire universe of... He has multiple planets. Um, again, goes across thousands of years. <clears throat> Each story, honestly, like... He's kind of a, it's definitely not like as mature or as nuanced as George R. R. Martin or something. Um, it's, it's closer to like teen level, but he, I don't know, man. I, I, his lore is so intense and he has all these different magic systems and so many cool different landscapes and his, just the worlds he creates are so vivid and he goes all the, like, he's technically a fantasy writer. But because some of his fantasy gets advanced and he has like tech system stuff, it, a lot of it verges into sci-fi. And he also defines his magic system. So hmm. it's called hard magic. So there are actually rules to it in terms of like, there, one example is in the Stormlight Archives. It's a planned 10 book series he's doing. Um, and each one is fucking massive. Um, they have these things called fabrials, which are basically gemstones that have different properties and they're scientific properties. So like there's push-pull where, anyway. It, there, so, there's, so you're thinking like, it's like everything can be like somebody can learn or like, um, or it's, it, I I know what you're trying to say, or um, I'm trying to uh, word this correctly. That like life seems like um, everything. A lot of things are more easily plug and play, so you can like kind of create like um, like all the magical shit is like more plug and play, so like anybody can do it kind of thing. Well, with with the knowledge of tech, definitely. So at first, like, well, actually, that's the thing too. Is it's very cool because <sighs> I won't go into much detail. I don't want to bore people, but he has this thing called out Nelsium. It's originally it's basically heaven. Um, and then it got shattered into 16 different aspects, which each basically their own different personalities, like Odium, which is an aspect of basically pure hate. There's one called Preservation, one uh, Honor, um, that are basically just like different concepts that are cosmic things that go in scattering, like they end up seeding life on different planets. And it's like, mm. this life was created by Honor, and so it has these rules, and these are its magic systems. That it's, so it has different powers, and basically the, like one world is basically just pure storms, but with those storms come a power called Stormlight that charges the gems and is is basically magical power that then you can suck up and then can be turned into them. So like, yeah, that's the idea is with tech, they can kind of contain it and then turn it into things that basically anyone can use and make floating chairs and flying. That's why it ends up basically being sci-fi is because they end up creating flying things and it's space travel becomes a thing. Hmm. Um, but there's so, I mean, yeah, I, I could literally go on for hours, but I don't think anyone even knows who he is. So I won't because yeah, I, I've, I've never, yeah. As far as books, that sounds the, insane. The Cosmere is, it, it, I mean, there's just so many books and he's, he, he does several books a year. That's what's crazy too, is he's the fastest, most prolific writer I've ever fucking, it's insane how much he puts out. Um, mm. wish George Martin could learn a thing or two from him. <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think those those were my two answers is uh, the Elder, Elder, Scrolls. Elder Scrolls and the Cosmere, Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, I, I think video game wise, I think uh, probably Elder Scrolls too. Yeah, just I mean, I, but I was surprised. I thought you were gonna say Dark Souls because I mean, because I know you just you just got super into that shit. Uh, the, the thing about the Dark Souls, I mean, it's good, and there is a lot to it. Um, but really, in terms of, I mean. The coolest thing about it is that, it, at least in my opinion, which is actually a thing a lot of people hate, is that it forces you to kind of dig for the lore. It doesn't just hand it to you and be like, here's the story. It's like little bits of cool story in like the item descriptions and stuff. And like, it, so it makes it feel like real dialogue and really you're going through the world and exploring and finding things. Hmm. And I like the way they delivered the lore to you. But ultimately, it's really, it's not that crazy. There's not that many characters. And really, it's also kind of like, 
the idea of basically just like re- really the philosophy is is life worth living or is it not it's the whole oh. ending is like do you relight the dark souls because even though the world's fucked up and we know that life is suffering do you want to reignite the thing or do you want to not light the fire because you want to the life is pain and so we just want to let it all end mm. it's like and you've done both on that oh yeah i mean and each game too because each game is like its own separate iteration even though it's supposed mm. to be a sequel um but like even once you do it, the endings are always underwhelming. It's not like he doesn't explore then, oh now you've you've chosen to relight the thing, so here's the ramifications, or you've chosen to stuff it out, and so here now we're gonna make you feel bad because you killed the fucking lifeline for all eternity. And well, I, supposedly it's not for all eternity. It's like you kill all these people, but then sub- eventually mm. the flame will rekindle and then there will be a new life. Well, it's like, well then why are we even kill anyway? Um Yeah, and the Laurel has problems. But no, um I Elden Ring's lore I thought was fucking great. Um which, especially if you try and tie it into, like, as a prequel sequel to the Dark Souls and Bloodborne games. Uh, but that's not officially canon. Officially, it's supposed to be its own unique game. And, mm. uh, I, again, there's just there's too much Elden Rings uh, or Elden Scroll, Elder Scrolls. Goddamn. Too, uh, there's too many Elder Scrolls games for, for one Elden Ring game to try and compete. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, I just I, I know you got like super nice shit. So when you like play a game, do you just like look up immediately after? Are you like looking up YouTube? Are you looking up like like other people's thoughts on them? Or like how do you find out like the entire lore? Should you just Google the website or uh so for Elden Ring, I I got into uh it was a little bit of both. Um at first I especially with games like that, I do try and do as much blind through run through as possible. Like I love the sense of exploration. Like Fallout Six is actually my most recent game I'm playing. Mm. I mean also Bethesda, obviously, so kind of close to uh, oh, yeah. Scrolls. Horribly bugged. AI <laughs> insanely dumb. Uh, but still, uh, it, it's enough of a big open world where I'm, I'm trying to force myself to do it. Obviously, there's tons of guides and just tell you, go here and get the power-ups and get the best gun if you want to do that. I try and do it blind. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Elders, uh, Elden Ring and the Dark Souls. I try to do it as much as possible, like just blind, going through. Yeah, there the were, only thing with like Elder Scrolls, I looked at walkthroughs for those puzzles because some yes. some of those were impossible, right? Yeah, so there are definitely spots where like, or if it's clear that there's like, oh, there's there's some pu- yeah a puzzle or hidden. Were area. there? Were though? Did you have to look, like 100 percent look up the fucking puzzles in Skyrim, or were there always fucking ways to find it? Because I never figured out a fucking way on some of those things. Like I'm no sure they're way. all technically way to find it. Like I'm sure there's all technically an answer, but like back in fucking yeah. like, oh my god. Sometimes I, I mean I definitely didn't read all the books, and sometimes especially if it was just like a piece of paper that felt random, I wouldn't read it. And a lot of times those would be the solutions, just like one random hint. Oh, that's funny. Um, fuck. <laughs> it's like yeah, you stay away from the snake, dragon, eagle. Yeah, well, see, like those usually actually no, those you're talking about the three pillars in the rooms. Yeah, have those actually almost always did have an answer. Where it's usually oh, on like, the on the crop yeah, on the a, fucking thing. It's a but there was yeah. but there was somewhere I'd be in a giant room where it wouldn't be though. It's just the three. It would be like around, and I was like, "There's no rhyme or reason." Like there was only like two yeah. or three. Yeah, but. and then like the shits where that's the you're the light beam. It's the giant dome with the oh light yeah, beams, you're, so you're trying you to hit that one three like, times. Why? How? <laughs> there's it, no there's no intuition behind this. Is just randomly like. Four, and then two, and then four, and then yeah. three, and then, oh, okay, cool, that one worked. Yeah, Thanks. I 100% had fun doing that shit. <laughs> Fuck no. But, uh, all right. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. Mm. Or you have notes, right, too? Kinda. Uh, Throw out something if you This is, like, literally just a, br- a brief thing. It's So, did you hear that they're now trying to sue Alex Jones for $2.75 trillion? That's, no, that's not a real number. It's actually real. Look it up. It's, I mean, obviously, they're probably not going to get that. 
So the, the no, way, but who came up with that number? So the way they, they uh, supposedly the way they got to this is that I didn't look into the details very much, but I think it's something like there's a max fine of five thousand dollars for whatever he's being accused of, some you know defamation or whatever, uh, hurting someone's feelings. Uh, and then I think that the because he got five hundred and fifty million views between some period of like when he was saying these things on the videos. Uh, they're doing the, each view times the 5,000 as the max thing you can sue for. And that's how they got the, that's so fucking ridiculous. Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, they're already doing, make, basically making them pay a billion and then now they're suing for trillions. <laughs> they just, dude, <laughs> afraid of a speech. I just don't understand. Like, did, did, I mean, that was crazy for him to say for sure. Obviously. Yes. Obviously. Was it, or was it just like some dude, but like, dude, to look here, here's the bigger question: Have you ever actually watched an Infowars live video, or do you have to search up other shit later and you watch it? I mean, I haven't. I'm sure you can watch it live. I haven't though. Okay, so that means somebody like from a fucking other uh, sh- like shared like that means somebody like was grabbing those fucking uh, Call back Barbara Streisand effect. So he's largely Streisand. he's only so famous. I mean. Because of all the blowback against him, like a yes! lot of people only who've never would have ever watched him, but know the name. He's a household name because this exactly what I'm saying. This lunatic. It's the same thing with Trump. It's like he literally got billions of dollars of free press because they tried to villainize him, vilify him, and it's like you're literally making this guy famous by trying to vilify him. You're trying to shut him down and shut down his message, and you're only making people go, "Well, who's he? What's he saying?" Like, huh? oh, he's not like. I mean, that's crazy, but it's not like they're saying this guy is saying he wants to rape Mexicans. You're like, oh no. Well, yeah, that's not what he's saying. Yeah, so I, uh, it's, it is weird to me that, yeah, I don't know. That actually went on longer than I thought. I was was mostly just trying to point out how absurd it is that it's 2.75 trillion. Oh, yeah, that that is absolutely absurd. But I think it's, it's literally just a number where they'll just settle with him just not having a voice. That's what it is. It's not, they're not, they don't want, nobody wants money right now. Well, see, I think it's, like, I think he's going to kind of almost be required to work because even with the billion he's owed, he owes now. He doesn't have that. So well, like, he's got to lick file his he, assets. Yeah, he's going to have to liquidate Dude. all his assets. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have basically be a slave to paying that off for the rest of his life and like be forced to work or just like go off the grid and move to Brazil and try and become the new elector. <sighs> Dude, did you already, did you hear my Alex Jones uh, thought? So I think Alex Jones is so incredibly right on so many things, but the part is that he mix? you cannot just be a public voice and be a sane person saying the truth. So I think that he is this extra kind of guy, Mexican or mixing it, Mexican, mixing in, <laughs> mixing in uh, a bunch of crazy shit that's obviously wild. So that, it, and he delivers it in such a wild way, so that like, oh well, this guy, no, that's a nut. It's easily to write him off. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's easy to write off. Well, see, that in itself is a conspiracy theory. Is like people like him are made to be insane. So anytime anyone says even the word conspiracy theory is like, oh, you're just one of those Alex Jones people. You're just a yeah. So oh, like, oh, anytime I try and point out anything is a conspiracy. And this is actually something a lot of people are waking up to now. I'm hearing this a lot of people talking about like, no, it's it's not crazy to be a conspiracy theorist because conspiracies are real things. Yes, there are. So um, it's one of those things where it's definitely. Um, Maybe he is. Maybe he is controlled opposition. Maybe he's also just insane, and maybe he just says things. I I mean, maybe the CIA did get to him. I, I'm more inclined to believe that he believes a lot of what he says, and also he just says a lot of shit because he knows it'll get him attention, and he knows that attention is... Even if only 10% of what he's saying is true, which even that might be an overestimation. I don't know. I don't listen to him a lot, or like pretty much ever. Um, except for on Rogan, he's pretty funny. Yeah. I'm actually retarded. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... Even if 10% of what he said is true, 
and like he knows that he has to lie about even if he's actively knowingly lying about 50 percent i I feel like in his mind he can justify it and be like well i'm getting attention and i'm getting hundreds of millions of views a lot of because it's like mainly because of the controversy i feel like oh yeah that he gets views so maybe he's doing it intentionally maybe he's controlled opposition to make conspiracy theorists look stupid maybe he really does believe it all honestly some people really do just like Sam Tripoli. I think he believes most of what he says. Oh, dude, yeah. Sam Tripoli. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Dude's a like, wild man. He's just gone so far and like, I found one conspiracy. Dude, the Kazarians, man. They yeah. used to have a big building, man, and it burned down. Yeah. Like, okay. Why did it burn down? Because the truth. They're like, there was no building. They needed new shit there. No, dude. It was a huge stadium. Yeah, but there's no codes. There's no electricity. <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I really, who, again, who knows what's going on in guy's head. It could easily be any of those things, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, there were conspiracies, because that's a good rolling them on. Uh, you were, We were talking about earlier on, on fucking Smite. You were like, oh, there's uh, like monopolies. I said, the only monopoly is the rock or, uh, uh, is the Rothschilds on fucking Central Bank? Oh, is Banking. that what you? I thought you said railroad. No, no, no. I did. No, I did say that. But then I said oh. no. This was a, a thought I, I wrote down uh, oh, like okay. uh, okay. twenty minutes ago. Okay. I said the only real monopoly is the Rothschilds and Central Banking because who else owns Central Banking? I mean, they had a pretty close to one for a while there. I, I was obviously technically it wasn't a true monopoly because there was a lot of foreign investors in America's bank. Here's a little known fact: is that uh, once we recently after we declared independence. There, even though supposedly one of the main things we didn't want taxation with our representation, the average tax burden of the average American went up over tenfold after the revolution. Uh, Alexander Hamilton wanted a national debt. And uh, well, I think it was something like 83% of our national bank was funded. It was literally owned by foreigners. So it's like we're trying to get independence and be our own country. And over 80% of our, our national bank, of all of our money, is literally in the hands of foreigners. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Good job getting independence, guys. Now paying ten times the taxes. <sighs> um, fuck. Wait, why did I even hold on? Um, uh, Rothschild central banking. Oh, central banking. Um, so yeah, they didn't have a true monopoly, obviously, because there was a lot of foreign investors and stuff. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy things that that's again, that's a conspiracy. That's like not even a theory. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who take it overboard and like, well, actually, they're in control of everything. Yeah, because I got I got introduced to that because it was like, okay, so. Here's the central banking system. This is okay. Everybody has a central bank except for these few countries, and it's everybody that America beefs with, like Russia, no, uh, Iran. And so, like you know about the War of eighteen twelve, right? Not like officially so the, with conspiracy. So, so the War of eighteen twelve, super truncated version, is because Baron Nathan Rothschild in England likes national central banks. Obviously, we weren't gonna renew the treaty, uh, ratify the fucking the renewing of the National Bank of America. And Baron Rothschild sent over a note and said, you're going to renew it or America's going to find itself in a dire and costly war. It's something like that. It's almost the quote. If you look it up, you'll find it. Hmm. Um, but as a private citizen, like he's not a fucking lord or king or anything. He's just a private guy saying, threatening America entirely, going, you're going to renew this or you're going to find it yourself in a very costly war. It's, it's, it's mob tactics. Mafia. Uh, you're going to fucking pay me. I'm going to fuck you up a little bit, man. Still chose not to renew it. I think it was Madison, which is actually, I, I'm pretty sure it was Madison. Uh, whichever president was, thumbs up to it because you're trying to stand up to the banks. Fuck those guys. Uh, but because he didn't ratify it, uh, they did. Almost single-handedly. Handedly, Rothschild funded the British Army. They came over with the War of 1812. We got our fucking asses They, within uh, within short order, marched through Washington, D.C., burned down the White House, uh, forced us to retreat, 
we technically were able to grovel and end it with the technical truce or a draw and say no one either won or lost. But also, we have to renew the National Bank. So the Rothschilds got their way. Oh my god. And uh, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely some crazy shit. There's also the quote, obviously, of, oh, I care not who makes the nation's laws if I'm in control of its money supply. Um, uh, whatever. So uh, there are reasons for it. But then there's people who are like, well, they're literally behind everything. It doesn't necessarily just have to be the Rothschilds. So, like, there's lots of people who profit off of wars. Oh, and, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, I mean, like the Carnegies and Rockefellers who, and, and government contractors like Raytheon and Boeing and Blackwater and fucking the list goes on. So, Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, they definitely are a thing, but I some people just go too far with them. But yeah. what, what about the... Uh... The what's the theory for um, the weather? What's is it right or them supposedly controlling it with like lasers or something? I have not looked at that. Or it's it, it one of the was it Raytheon or no, not Raytheon? It's like one company that actually DARPA, right? DARPA. Yeah, DARPA. That's, that's a government thing though. That's the defense, uh, whatever defense initiative. Yeah, but I, I know like DARPA is like potentially like <laughs> runs the I, what storms and me, shit. Honestly, um, it doesn't seem honestly like it would be that hard. Basically, if you just shoot like a really if you condense enough heat up into a cloud, it seems like you would be able to kind of create wind. Like, obviously, you wouldn't be able to just be like, I'm going to create a tornado here. But, like, you could yeah. create wind patterns and, and stir things up on a pretty big scale with enough energy. That makes sense Yeah, to me. just build momentum, at least, for, like, yeah. a bigger thing to happen. Um, but, eh. It's one of those things. dudes on a couch. Yeah, that's one of those what things. What if we for, had the funny? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of those things. So, it's like, so, so, I, I'm for, like... Things like jet fuel don't melt steel beams. That's one of those things where I can easily look into and be like, oh, jet fuel only gets to a certain threshold. You can look this up. I think it's like maybe 1,800 degrees if it's at max stoichiometrical, which means if it's burning optimally efficient. Obviously, everyone knows that like uh, f- to burn, fires need oxygen and certain ratios of things to, and, uh, to burn properly. Uh, at best, jet fuel is 700 degrees colder than the necessary temperature to melt steel beams and the steel beams used and the teal and that's low quality steel the steel used in the twin towers was like the highest quality huh. industrial steel possible couldn't have possibly even gotten within hundreds of degrees to melt the tower and so there's a video of like well you don't actually have to melt because it'll weaken it and so you can bend it like a wet noodle and that guy specifically bends it sideways doesn't compress it on itself yeah it doesn't fucking like fall straight sandwich down sandwich down so it's a very different thing. And also he, in that video, it's like the most famous thing of people. It's a guy supposedly debunking the jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. He also specifically in the video admits to heating the the rod up, I think, to 2,000 degrees, which is several hundred degrees hotter than jet fuel can get to. So it's like, not only am I doing it hotter than jet fuel can get to, I'm also sideways bending it. So whatever, there are real conspiracies. Well, he's like, dude, but think about this way. It's like, what? so the planes hit up top. If they... So the if I'm holding, up, dude, if I'm holding up a, like a giant fucking sword and I heat up the very top, mm-hmm. yeah. oh fuck it, the bottom side doesn't get affected with the top. Yeah, I know the fire supposedly spread. Here, that's well, whatever. Science. I mean, that's one of those things. That, again, though, it's like, what are we gonna do? But yeah. <laughs> you know, what are we gonna do? We're just like three. We, we, go, we go to Capitol. We storm the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, oh, Nick's calling. Hey, recording a podcast, and I was needing you for a tiebreak, but it's okay. All right. I love you, Nick. You would have voted land. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You sound like he just got a forge. Like, um, but yeah, also three steel steel frame buildings in history have burned down from from only or from fire, and it was those three on that day. It was the two towers and then Building Seven, which also never got hit by a plane, but somehow. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ! I don't mean to make this do a nine eleven. No, dude, I'm <laughs> dude, people like listening to conspiracies. 
I mean, I yeah. certainly fucking do. I, just, I have, dude. I I actually have in my notes Alistair Crowley. Do you actually know shit about Alistair Crowley? Because I always hear that kind a of a little, uh, a little. I think he made like the old or I'm golden listening. golden order of the fleece or something like that. I know he was a Satanist and a cultist. I know he had like a lot of famous and like scientists and stuff who were in his inner circle. That I I don't know much though. I should know more. It is, it's one of those things that's interesting. But I also feel like in the end it's just going to be bullshit because like supposedly he was able to levitate. And whatever. Uh, and I don't believe it goes. Yeah, and I don't believe in that shit, though. So it's like, I'm going to spend a bunch of time. It's like, sure, a hundred years ago, a lot of these scientists believed in it and stuff. And, you know, maybe I am being close-minded. There is something to it. But <sighs> I feel like if there was, man, we would have seen it by now. It wouldn't It wouldn't be some secret thing. Um, yeah, my thing is, like, I, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in uh, demons and shit. So when I'm hearing these things of, like, oh, the Kazarian, the Tartarians, I'm like, Okay, but yeah, dude, it just, yeah. the only thing that really does, like, I've talked about it before, the fucking simulation theory is the only thing that really seems the most plausible 100%. Yeah, it's weird that one sticks with you so much to me, because oh, to me, dude. that really doesn't, like, even if it is the thing, it doesn't actually answer anything. It's just, it's another loop in the infinite regression. Well, if we, if we make, if, if our entire body, if we go down, we have DNA code, right? Like, code is, is the whole thing. Yes. So I'm not saying like, it's not believable. My question is, though, if our universe is a simulation... What about the universe that simulated us? I don't think... No, I don't think like a simulation where there's a time ending. I think it's like literally like you're just running a... Like running a fucking program. Boom, ready, set. Let's see what happens. Boom. Like just... You just plant right. a seed and you just watch it grow. I think that's what yeah. this is. And again, I'm, I, that's very plausible. But to me, that doesn't answer the deeper question. Like when people are trying to do the origin of things, they're trying to do like the origin of things. Not just this universe. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I found that I, I have a note right here that says uh, the origin of uh, war and stuff, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you after. Take it back as far as we can to no. Vietnam or Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, I just don't, like, even if we are a simulation, it's like, what created the universe that simulated us? You could all, this is why it gets to infinite regression. You could say, well, they were just part of the simulation. Well, then what created them? Well, eventually you have to get to something that created the original simulation. Like, yeah, you have to find an originator. And then what created them? Yes, and that's the question. Yeah, that's like the 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 and then and then and then and then and then and then that's that. And so that's thing. why the only thing that makes any sense to me is uh, some force called like, for one, this is gonna lose a lot of people too. Probably, I'm not religious. I don't subscribe to anything. But to me, math and science, as we know it today, which also math, laws of science change. I realize that there's a couple things I point to: zero plus zero equals zero. The laws of thermodynamics: matter and energy can't be created or destroyed; they can only change forms. And the law of entropy, meaning all things are leaning towards chaos. There is slow degeneration of things from order towards chaos. If those three things are the, if those three laws, as we consider them, are actually true, the universe had to have a beginning, a finite beginning. It can't have existed forever because entropy dictates that. If it it dictates there being a beginning and an end, that's the whole idea of entropy. They're, they're uh, ultimate order and ultimate chaos. Uh, can't be created or destroyed is obvious, according to our own laws of physics. The matter and energy in space in our universe couldn't have created itself because it cannot be created or destroyed. Oh. So therefore, where did the matter, space, and energy in our universe come from, according to our laws of physics? The Big Bang never attempts to explain where the matter energy com it comes from. It tries to explain it this thing called the Planck period, which it says all the matter, energy, and space existed in this little pocket and then exploded. It doesn't say where the stuff actually came from. So if those laws are true, I kind of have to believe in some higher creative power until we've proved those laws wrong. Mm. Um, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to even try and give it a name. But it does seem like the universe had to be created by something outside of our laws of physics. 
Even if it was just some other laws of physics that we just didn't know about or existed before the Big Bang Theory. Whatever. Um, fuck. I'm trying to make too many points now. I'm fr- uh, so, uh, God, why am I doing that? Um, the origin. Um, oh, so I, I do think there's a creator of some kind. Um, I think science kind of as it is points to that. But beyond that, uh, it's, that's about as far as I'm willing to speculate. Because, like, the actual stories and religious texts and stuff, it's... Yeah, it's just... It's clearly... Uh... It clearly has like modern day or modern enough um, social like uh, structure where it's like, oh yeah, well either we like somebody create. It makes more sense that somebody wrote that down, like uh, trying to like have like human perspective or like a human benefit over like a bigger higher power because a human life doesn't really impact. Like there is like, oh, human life is the number one thing. I just think we just happen to fucking be the number one and populate the most and figure shit out. And yeah, that's another thing that honestly I can understand kind of like what, what is, okay. So, okay. Let's think about this. God needs what from us? Why would I be a Christian? So God allows me because he's an ego and allow and wants you to pray. And if you pray and you listen and don't finger your butt, then you'll just go to fucking heaven and hang out with him forever. Uh, like, so, so he feeds off of, is it like a fucking, yeah. like a, uh, is it like a Zeus, uh, Hades thing where they feed off like the positivity of prayer? Have, well, I mean, for sure there is, obviously there is like but almost if, a jealousy thing there is like, you're not Dalton, allowed to worship false idols and all that. And but so. Dalton, that's like, like that, that's sustenance from literally f- a force creating fucking will. Yeah. Okay, but listen, listen, listen. That's like me making a child and then eating it and then just making more children to eat it because like that's oh, me so okay, like what the fuck the idea of supporting any like christian or any like but god that's in a story that's why it was i mean it was half jokingly but the idea of like a christian god as being the god to worship is insane to me because i mean i could go on for hours i don't want to because that's something i don't think most yeah. people would want to listen to but uh you know obviously that specific god is something that i wouldn't even begin to try and justify no uh the gays I, are fine brother i do see though um if nothing else obviously I mean, it's actually statistically provable is that people who do believe in a God and are religious, they live longer. They, they generally have less health problems throughout their life. They develop cancer less. And if they do develop cancer, they're more likely to recover from it. Having a belief system really does objectively make life easier and more enjoyable. Yeah, because emotional health, dude, emotional health is absolutely is just important as physical health. It is true. The thing is, though, is I honestly think it's based in actually a lack of rationality. So obviously I do understand how eternity is more comforting than a short like the idea that things are going to end and in the end it doesn't even matter okay <laughs> but it doesn't mean that nothing matters because moment to moment things still matter and unless you're saying literally every moment has zero value if then in the end it doesn't it things do matter because every moment did have some value and so in the end you did things and they're going to commun- they're going to translate into other ripples in the future of other moments that are going to matter yeah and even if it does all end there was still value in the end the only way, see, people say, like, if you don't, if it all comes to an end, then what's the point? The only way that makes sense is if you're literally saying every moment has no, oh, wait, I don't know, hold on. <sighs> no, fuck, I fucked up the logic there. I, I, I had this before where basically if every moment has zero value, then extending it to infinity still has zero value. You're multiplying it, to, you're multiplying it by infinity. Yeah, zero sure, times longer, zero. But it's still zero. So unless you're saying that every moment does have at least a little bit of value, multiplying it by infinity doesn't make it any more meaningful. It's you still have to have some meaning in every single moment just for the moment itself. Yeah. Otherwise, eternity literally means nothing also. So I, it, it, to me, like if you do accept that, yes, every moment is meaningful for itself, then yes, obviously eternity is like, fuck yeah, that's way more comforting. But 
the logic, like a lot of people, like Jordan Peterson and even my brother, subscribe to is that if it's not eternity, then literally nothing matters. And then our only values come from the meaning has to be made up by us, and there is no meaning of life, and therefore everything's meaningless. And that's, yeah, just that's depressing. Yeah. Well, that's that's the story about the kid that didn't want to do his homework, and he's like, "What? Well, what do you mean this?" Uh, Fucking, there's a. Or you just talk about like the big picture and the big bang. He's like, no, life is meaningless. What else? She goes, okay, but the big bang and shit's not happening. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. Oklahoma. Where did I just hear that? Well, that Rogan. was on, like, oh, okay, it was on yeah, Rogan. Okay, yeah, that was that was actually yeah, it's pretty good. Cause, that I was mean, a Shermer, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what it is. Is yes, right here, the moment still counts. Yeah, so, so it's like it, it's it's at scale. It's like at great cost or a, like in the big picture. What the fuck does it mean? But also, what does it mean to eat a fucking sandwich over a some bowl of soup? It's like uh-huh. personal satisfaction, like. That's a pretty interesting one that I think we're differing on that might, may, well, whatever, we'll see. Determinism versus free will. I'm pretty sure you're in the free will camp, right? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. So but, determinism is basically... Well, pa- pause, I, I need to go back to the other thing. Um, my, my question, were, uh, my, my thought was, just as you were talking, uh-huh. was if you just boil it down to the very, very bare roots, think about the Bible written with a caveman. Don't, don't, okay, so like, it's just like a dude like trying to like, just like, eating raw meat trying to make a fire and you read the bible and tell him about that and you're like hey dude um don't finger your your kid don't fuck your uh well, dude actually, in the butt do stone them publicly deuteronomy 21 18 21 do stone them publicly if yeah well them. i'm just saying like like do all these like <laughs> trivial things he's like i don't know what gay sex is i i've seen that chick only <laughs> And, and me and this chick, have, me and this chick have lived right here and we fucked only and he's like what are you doing like okay and, and and then he walked across the land he's like i live in a Fucking desert, what? dude. What are you talking about the land? Like that would nothing in in Christianity or any religion would apply to this fucking man living in the woods or living in the fucking sticks or well, living in the sand by himself. This None is true, but also this is why that a lot of people really I I think they too, too much weight on it. But a lot of people will point to that and go, well, this is why Christianity was so important in history is because they did. There were some, even though it's contradictory and there's a lot of passages that don't do this. There were things like turn the other cheek and give to your brother. And don't be greedy and don't try and lend things with interest rates. Like, there was a lot of things that Jesus did really did lead to, like, people being better to each other. But, dude, what does a... Okay, so what what does a fucking missionary gain when he's going door to door to, like, spread, like, Christianity? Like, it's 2022. Everybody knows. Nobody nobody needs to pr- learn new shit because we fucking kind of know, like, for religion, like, mm-hmm. old shit. None of that shit's getting updated. Dude, when mm-hmm. we're playing Call of Duty, when it doesn't get updated, we switch to a new thing. These motherfuckers are still preaching the same shit. That's true. But okay, uh, but then so, uh, so yeah, it's like, what does that mean? Or, or why are they even doing that? What do they gain? But then if you think about it, if you're preaching preaching to like local areas and you fucking like get those people to come to your church, like say somebody does like come to church because you had a nice kid, then that motherfucker's gonna tip, and then the fucking pastor gets some money. So it is in his best interest to well, fucking yeah, convince sure. kids obviously, to fucking go like, hey, well, yes, obviously recruit. the whole thing of alms and stuff, and that's pretty crazy, but. Crazy. So as Mikey would say, um, back w- as a witness, he w- the idea is that every person you convert, you're basically saving their souls. Yeah, but what do you gain from that? Just get the feeling of being a good person. That's like uh, a good sure. servant of the Lord. Is like because the idea is it's a pretty fucked up idea. But if you don't save their soul, they're literally damned for eternity. You get an eternity in paradise, and because you didn't save their soul, they're just fucked forever now. So <laughs> my question is then why why the fuck? So if if I'm gonna go to fucking heaven or whatever the fuck. If I don't know who the fucking this guy is, why do I give a fuck if he goes to hell or not? If there's already going to be people that go to hell because I can't save everybody, why the fuck do I give a fuck about this guy? Yeah, I mean, do yeah. I want him to fucking kick with me and for for eternity just because he lives next to me? He's on this little patch of dirt, and I'm like, I need this guy forever with me because I don't know him. But but if you don't, then he'll die forever. Like some other people are going to die forever, but I want this guy right here that I don't know right next to me forever. 
okay. Yeah, see, I mean, I'll see the whole like it's one of those things too. Or if you pick it apart too hard, because like the idea, oh, of, yeah. it, it can't be a true paradise because everyone has different wants, and even just the idea of like if, if a secret if a secret pedophile never acts. And then he goes to heaven for his perfect oh, life. Does he have kids? They fuck? Even just if you are all good people. Just imagine. It's a perfect family who truly is all just like they somehow never committed any. Or you've committed sins that are you've forgiven for whatever. Whatever the metric is that allows them to get in. Everyone still has different desires. It's like you're a mom with your family of say four kids and the, the dad. Are you all going to want to do the same things at the same time? Are you all going to be around, want to be around the exact same people at the same time? No. There's going to be gives and what, like, I want to do this. What It says the thing too, is like, is, is there limits to activities? Like, can you do bowling and archery at the same time? Like, it just breaks down so fast. If you try and be like, what is true heaven for everyone for all eternity? How does that even interact with them? Like, we're multiple things all wanting our own mm. things in our own. Like, I want to read right now, but my family wants me to go dance with them and have dinner. Uh, yeah. Heaven is not where you make compromises. Heaven is where you want to do everything exactly what you're doing at all yeah, times. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no stress. You're not going. Oh fuck! It should be automatic. So like, it just doesn't work. With if 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 we are who we are going in there, like there has to be some fundamental change that makes us just not humans, and we can't even comprehend. And think about think about like fucking the, the concept of time. So is time the same thing? So yeah. so what what is my perfect life? Uh-huh. My perfect life of. <laughs> experiencing a win on a video game with my friends uh-huh. and this, this, this. So am I getting that simultaneously forever? Am I getting a coming? Am I getting taking a nice shit? Am I getting all that massively yeah. forever? But then forever? What if I'm like, oh, I don't want to take a shit anymore and I I, I like having this shit. I finish up. Infinity. Is infinity divided by infinity is also infinity. So each moment within infinity supposedly should be infinitely long because it should be... It's, it's forever. What do you mean? So if time does stop, it's... You're exp- and again, it just it doesn't make sense because it's like so. Are you going through time and space and actually experiencing these moments and we're doing things, or is it like eh, whatever? The, uh, no, dude, I, I fucking I like this the concept of like space and time because it doesn't fucking make sense. Do you, do you like in in uh, Interstellar when the planet was a, di- a little different and like the fucking time difference? I just yeah. I don't understand. So the atmosphere, like, so is it literally just the the change of the weight and gravity? Because that was the whole point. You're right? talking about the concept of time dilation, right? Yeah. So uh, no, that's just, was that just because the gravity is, was I, different. On this that? is this is an Einsteinian concept. It's um, I think as far as we know, it's mostly true, even though we haven't really been able to. Well, I guess no. Actually, I think we have actually um, tested this with uh, we send up stopwatches in space. The idea is that as you speed up, the closer you approach the speed of light, the more time sl- time slows down. Yeah. Um, and it's basically because as a rocket ship, you're going through space fast, obviously very fast. So that mean, and then over long distances, the faster you go over the longer distance, the more time slows down. So uh, if you, for you, you're experiencing say one year and depending on the time dilation, you might, the people behind that you left behind might experience 30 years because relative in it, I mean, it is a weird, insane thing to even try and comprehend is like, yeah. so like in my ship, my clock is still ticking one second for every second. It is still, the, you're experiencing time the same. You're still feeling like my hand moved this quickly and I still saw it go this quickly. But if you were somehow observing from the, and this is also what's, light is so paradoxical in many ways. For what it supposedly has mass and doesn't have mass. Um, mm. That's why it's affected by gravity, but also can travel at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. So gravity only affects things with mass, but supposedly, according to our laws of math in science, uh, anything with even one photon's worth of mass can't travel at the speed of light because as you approach the speed of light, it gets infinitely more energy exhaustive and like time and space would collapse on itself and whatever. So uh, there, there's also the idea that it's a wave and a particle at the same time and also, one of the craziest things uh, is that no matter what direction you're traveling and what direction the light's traveling, you're going to measure. If you measure it, it's going to be traveling the same speed of light. So if you're traveling like 
uh, at each other, a light beam traveling at you and you're traveling at it, you're going to measure it at the same speed of light as if you were traveling alongside it at the speed of light, you're still going to measure it as going the speed of light. Mm. Makes no sense. You would think that, oh, if I'm going at it at the speed of light, it's going to be double. And then I'm traveling with it. I'm going to measure it as basically standing still. I'm going to look at it and it's going to be standing still. But it doesn't work that way. So, um, God damn it again. I'm trying to make too many points. And so I forgot the original one. But light in itself is basically paradoxical. And for some reason, I... Well, the, the, the time dilation with the planet. Oh, yeah. So that's the whole, the whole idea of how time dilation even works. Is it like it's, it's a really mind-bending concept that supposedly works according to math. But it's also paradoxical. And it's like, yeah... Uh, the one clock tick is one second for me. Supposedly, if you're observing from the outside, it's going to be 10 clock ticks for you. Eh, maybe that's true. Um, supposedly, time stops as you approach the event horizon of a black hole. We, I mean, so much of this shit is theoretical and it's supposedly, oh, it, totally it supposedly works out in math. And how can you, how can you change a theory? A theory? That's not like... Well, the idea it, is a theory is supposed to be... That's actually why the Big Bang Theory is actually supposed to be a Big Bang hypothesis because there's really no way to test it or prove it. Um, yeah, but that guy cut, probably got a paper, right? That was like, nice. And you're like, okay. But what if I just said, like, there was a fucking land out there that's literally, like, milk rivers and milk. And it's like, like yeah, there's a I giant mean, cow that, like, spills and, like, that actually terraforms the entire There is supposed to be a water. difference between a hypothesis and a theory. But, yeah. Uh, no, but people get, like, like, yeah. what's the difference between that and the Big the- big Bang Theory guy who got fucking uh, a paper or a Nobel Peace Prize or, or a Nobel Science Prize? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's the thing, though, is, like, this is why I, I really, uh, I'm kind of interested in theoretical math and physics and stuff, but it breaks down pretty quickly. And that, like, that's why so much of it is theoretical at this point. It's like string theory and all these multidimensional things. And, and like Eric Weinstein trying to make things into 16 dimensions with his E3 spin E2. Yeah. Eh. Did do, do you like the, the fucking, uh, the cameras? They're trying to like catch you. If, or what was that? Margaret Schirmer, the, the project, uh, something where you're we're going to catch the fucking, on the Schirmer thing. Like there was like there's a scientist that's like has like is like funding like giant crazy cameras to like catch like UFOs and like open space and stuff. Oh, I mean like high definition, so there's no like questions. Like you heard that project? It's like what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah, see that's we're gonna buy hella cameras. Like okay, well yeah. guess what? I get the I bet the UFOs are not gonna have fucking be in that or something or yeah or just have people still just be like yeah that's still CGI. That's my main thing. Is like sure a nice camera, better editing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Clear footage, clear editing, but whatever. That's that's where I'm at with like pretty much everything. Even the the the, the, the uh, what's it called the Tic Tac and stuff. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I just what what for what? Even if that is real, but it's just like it, it makes way more sense. That it's a military drone, if anything. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it makes more sense. Um, I'd fucking like to believe. Yeah. I mean, I do believe there are aliens out there somewhere, and I'd like to believe we've made contact with them, and that like the idea that they're watching over us and somehow like might prevent nuclear war. And yeah. Stuff is actually super comforting. But, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, they're just like, okay, shit's kind of real. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't they just, like... Well, supposedly... And the nukes, or, I don't know. If you, like, the... the well, I, this is one of the things... I never really watched Star Trek, but I think one of the more realistic things that they I have... I love that volcano. Is, ...is basically the non-interventionist policy. Is that, like, we're trying to observe, but we're not trying to intervene with what they do and how they evolve and try and give them tech or anything like that. Which also can be arguably fucked up because it's like if you're going down on a cannibal society that's based on rape and torture, it's like, well, maybe they teach him a few things. Yeah, maybe that that's not the move. <laughs> <But, laughs> what the hell? Um, but also, that's kind of like how I would imagine that the aliens are for us. So they're like kind of observing us from a distance. And like, well, if shit gets too crazy and they're about to wipe themselves out with nukes, maybe we'll step in. Uh, but otherwise, let them try and uh, evolve on their own. But uh, whatever. Mm. Well, 
all right. Well, yeah, I, I did. I definitely like that one too. <laughs> um, sorry, I was spacing out big time. Um, oh, the the breakdown for war. I was thinking like literally, if you break that down to the simplest form, like I was just saying, it's like I don't want you here, or I don't want you there. I'm coming right there. They're like, no, 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 I don't want you. No, I'm. I need to be right, right no, there. No, I mean, this is after, especially after the villain category. This is uh, it's way, it's way more complex than that. There's, well, I know, but I was sometimes like the most caveman ever. I want to be right there, so I'm going to be right there. Like, okay, well, you have those weapons, so I guess I won't tell you now. This this could branch into so many sub things that you probably don't want to get into. But like, how it really is one of the more interesting things is because war is obviously. And it's most broadest fundamental sense, like the issue that plagues humanity is it, it leads to absolutely it's the thing that like st- that's where murder stems from. It's like it's the same impulses of like hedonism and greed. And that's oh, go ahead. That, that was that's the one thing I, bit, I love about fucking Dave Smith is because it's like he's like, Super, yeah, yeah, well, it's because like he's like, dude, there's a lot of shit going on. And, like, politics, people keep, like, talking about, like, abortion and all stuff. Yeah, this stuff is important, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, the biggest thing we need to really focus on is the potential world war. Is that yeah. okay? Is that okay? Yeah, no. Uh, or just, like, a war in general. It's, like, can we just not, like, put any, like, foreign affairs and stuff? It's, like, hey, can we kind of figure this out? But I couldn't even imagine the amount of strings when you get into that position of power where it's, like, dude, we're just too deep. It's, like, you just got, like, there is just a... It's just a fucking train with so many strings attached. You just keep chugging along. You're like, okay, yeah, I can do a little bit, but you just can't keep cutting yeah, see, all those strings. And even if you do try and cut major strings like JFK, you get shot in the head because even as president, yeah. there's only so much you can do because there is a deep state and there is powers who make billions and eventually over years, trillions of dollars now have been made off these wars in the last 20 years uh, across various contracting companies. Trillions of dollars we're talking about here. Just in the last 20 years of like Middle Eastern wars primarily. Uh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then even just like the yearly aid of like a crazy thing is we give billions of year, uh, billions a year to Israel alone. I'm not saying anything, but pro or negative Israel right now. Maybe we can get it. Yeah. But just in, in, in itself, we give billions to Israel for specifically, like quote to get, to maintain a qualitative and quantitative, qualitative and quantitative military edge over their possible adversaries. Billions a year. Guess how much we give to not only their proclaimed adversaries, but Potential adversaries. About 50% more billion. I think it's like three-something billion to Israel a year. And then it's like almost six billion a year. I say it's almost double. Mm. Um, to like Saudi Arabia, Iran, uh, uh, all their people who are surrounding them. So it's And it's literally for the exact same thing. To maintain a qualitative and quantitative military edge over your potential adversaries. But it's like, wait. We're help- giving you billions of dollars to build planes and missiles. So you... To maintain... So you're better. So to ma- That's what that qualitative and quantitative yeah. means. So it's better, and you have more of them. Giving you better guns, more of them. Same time, your enemy, giving you money, so you can have better guns and more of them. So you're better, but wait, huh? So, uh... But then don't... No, I think it, I think it's even simpler than that. It's, we're going to give you guys money, and then you're just going to buy our weapons. Because we, they get our weapons. Oh, there's also that, too. Yes. Oh, it's so, like, oh, so like, oh, well, we, we're not just giving them weapons. Oh, yeah, obviously. They're buying them, yeah. ass. And even just, like, the Lend-Lease Act and stuff in World War II. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh... <laughs> war is obviously like ah, whatever that's that's its own podcast series in itself is like how do you you could go from the foundations of philosophy and all the different ways to be trying to approach it from libertarianism to anarchy to monarchy oh yeah anarcho yeah anarcho fucking unfortunately i'm so, i used to be a hardcore libertarian uh at least i thought i was but the more i thought about it the more i, I think i'm that, my own thing man i truly am ideally see this is a uh, 
we don't live in an ideal world, so this is going to sound stupid, yeah. but an ideal small world where things were like as localized as possible, I do believe things should be a direct democracy, which means people vote directly on the issues, not on people. I think the idea that we need to have people that we vote on is kind of insane. Yeah, blind. We need blind fucking, hey, do you want this person or this person? And the logic behind vote. having people used to make sense because they're like back before the internet and stuff, 1700s, it's like, yeah, have one guy go to the thing. And you want to know who is Tanner or not. Well, yeah, but also it's just like you, or not. not everyone could go and make the travel because when things were more rural and there were horses and buggies and stuff, like not everyone could go and not they didn't have enough paper and stuff for everyone to make the ballots and ballot, counting the ballots and all these things. There was like technological and uh, transportational limitations to making it so rep- representatives actually made sense across the country of like uh, especially a rural land like America. Today we have the internet and stuff and it makes way more sense to me that people would just like this is an issue you care about, vote directly on this issue. Instead of having a representative that like comes packaged with a bundle of issues that maybe you agree with a couple of them, chances are you would disagree with most of them, or at least slightly don't fully agree with them, and like, well, I kind of like that, but I wish you would handle it a little bit different. Um, that's not going to work. But, uh, well, whatever. That's my little mini tangent on direct democracy. Yeah. But it's that's a quixotic thing that's never going to happen. Yeah, it, it, a perfect world. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think we're, there, there's no solving war here. Oh, earlier also, I, I don't think anybody will catch it, but when you were like, and they're making fun of your nose, doing the hands landing thing, <laughs> yeah. I was dying inside. <laughs> um, I'm glad. Uh, so, oh, we talked about that one. <laughs> do, do, who is the best director, you think? Like, whose films do you like watching the most? Well, Pound for Pound, Kubrick is an easy go-to. Really? Um, just because, like, each of his movies really are masterpieces. Um, like even Eyes Wide Shut, arguably saw that first time uh, two months ago. Truly a fucking great movie. Fuck yeah! And very uh, freaky. Also leans heavily into conspiracies. Like there's so much symbolism there. Where like even just the Boaz and the the, the twin pillars and there uh, could go on for that for thirty minutes. But uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket, insanely great movie. Like it's a it's a simultaneously a critique of war and the brutality of war and the kind of the absurdity of it. But also something that a lot of soldiers love and view is like, yeah, they're fucking showing us in our glory. Because it's not like us also, it's not trying to make the soldiers look like evil or dumb or anything. It's like, just this is how the propaganda machine rolls. And these yeah. are these guys doing what they think is right. I think he's a very nuanced, like he just. He just did things. He did things on the literal truth. Yeah. And Hollywood is supposed to like bend the truth and make it more cool. And like, uh, rah, rah, fucking. Yeah. beneficial but yeah he was like oh, well here's the real truth so that uh, that's why when Ice Lodge Shut came out you're like mm, is this really real because you're like well he doesn't make fucked up like fantasy movies that are like far off and blown away like this kind of seems like it could be real oh yeah I mean and I'll... then it's like oh and then he he just somehow dies well so, so like, you know okay. that the, so Ice Lodge Shut was fa- uh, filmed in an actual Rothschild mansion where the Rothschilds are known like this isn't even a theory this is and it's not even really a conspiracy necessarily because they weren't even really, it's like an open secret. They did have like masked open sex parties. They would send them out and like only certain elite people would be able to come. They were Matt and you would have to come in and wear a mask and stuff. But it's like, they would just have sex and probably have drugs and stuff. But how exciting would that be to, if, if everybody wore a mask like that though? Like that would be Yeah, I'm sure insane. for them it was fucking awesome. Go like, that could be like, the, that could be a fucking governor of uh, fucking yeah. wherever. Especially or that could be a fucking just whatever. Especially because hundreds of years ago, religion was such a thing and like society was so much more puritanical. And so like any kind of sexual, you know, hedonism or bacchanalia uh, was really highly found, especially in elite societies. Like you're rich and it's like you have to be proper and be 
polite. So like, let's freak out for yeah. a little bit. So that, I mean, that was a real thing. And I'm sure there was also, obviously we know sex trafficking is a very real thing amongst the elite. So that was also probably there, but that's one of those things that no, definitely existed. Like there were crazy sex parties like that. That also probably sometimes had like hints of demon occult, like Alistair Crowley type shit where they're like blah, 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 playing Catholic music backwards, which they were in the movie. Oof. And like actually killing people if they spoke out or got to like see things that they weren't supposed to see. But you know, I mean, that absolutely happened. Uh, it happens still. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, did you did you have notes? Um, I have a couple more, but they're just really brief ones that probably aren't going to lead to much. So I, I already recommended the Nick to you off camera because you were talking about. Uh, are K-N-I-C-K? you recommend I C K? Yep, K N I C K. Yep. Um, really good. Uh, kind of medical show. It's a drama. It's fictionalized, but it's really based on realistic shit. Um, mm. and it's just super. Like, it's graphic and it, it, whatever. If you like butchering arts and the po- uh, poisoning... Oh, see, I already forgot the other thing. Poisoner's, Poisoner's uh, Handbook. Yeah. Um, you should like the Nick. Also, From Hell. It's a graphic novel from Alan. It's also Alan Moore. Um, guy who did Watchmen and View for Vendetta. Mm. Um, from Hell is the story. They also, in 2001, I think, uh, Johnny Depp, they made a movie with it. A shitty movie. But graphic novel is really good. Uh, Secret Window? No, literally called From Hell. The movie was... Oh, from, no, no. Oh, but that movie No, the movie from, was also From Hell. Oh, okay. Uh, Secret Window is actually, I think, based on a Stephen King book, which actually I like the movie. Yeah. It's kind of cheesy, and, and but it's I, when it first came out, I liked it. Yeah, it was visually cool. Um, and I, whatever, I was a dumb kid when I watched it, and I didn't see the twist of him being the killer all along. Uh, so when that first happened, I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. And now, obviously, that's like a trope. That's, that's like watching The Village. You're like, whoa, this is a deep movie as a kid, and you're like, this movie blows. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably actually, I haven't watched it in a long time. It probably is a terrible movie. But, um... From Hell. Yeah, From Hell is a graphic novel that's really good and it's uh that's about the it's a fictionalized account of jack the ripper and it kind of in the story gives like an uh a theoretical identity of who he is but uh one of the characters is william whitney goal who he is also an english doctor around i think he's a little bit before lister which is uh joseph lister is the guy from your butchering handbook Mm. um and it's just crazy all the things they do of like having to tie down people and do crazy just invent like as the surgery you're are, like hey man this may work but it may not but you're gonna lose your yeah, legs and carving but, into them and, oh dude it's just crazy people had to fucking like volunteer for the greater good that's crazy as fuck too that was a lot of it but also from hell gets into like he was the uh basically the royal physician so like the queen queen victoria herself would come to him and be like this my my son the prince fucked this chick and now she's pregnant and won't abort the baby and so we don't want to getting out so you're basically going to have to go abort the baby and then like it shows her basically end up dying because it's a failed abortion and she's struggling and stuff and so like mm. whatever it's just a lot of crazy shit where it's not just uh people volunteering for sure it's, it's very dark it's very dark there's a reason Whoa. it's called from hell because it's not just jack the ripper it's it's crazy it sounds very cool yeah um another couple of things is these are semi-bragging but semi-not because they're actually kind of old at least a couple year old concepts Things that I ended up stumbling upon because I, I kind of had a brainstorm like, well, this is maybe a cool new thing, but of mm. course it's been done before. So laser internet is an idea that I came upon because uh, basically, uh, I think it was Lex Friedman, he asked the question of like, what is information? And it's raw form, what is information? And I was like, whoa, that actually, what is like the raw form of what it means to be informative? Like, it's not just an atom. What informs an atom? What is the... And it just made me think of like, so we think of things like, so there's obviously there's words, there's text, there's electrical impulses, which is how our brains work. And generally how we, like there's radio waves and all these things that transmit information. And Mm. that made me think like, okay, so 
What about light? Light is a form of information. Like, well, obviously we're getting optical data. So it made me think, well, what if you could transmit data into light beams? And that's sure enough a thing. NASA's actually done that. Laser internet is a thing that they're working oh, on. Wow. And it, they're making it so not only obviously is it traveling at the speed of light because it's a laser, supposedly. But that's like for like uh, spaceships and shit or like uh, shuttles and shit? Like well, so yeah, it's going to be for interstellar. So yeah, wow. that's the idea. Is um, But it's going to, it basically requires a starting node and a finishing node. And it's going to like you beam from here and you're going to have to calculate where the ending beam is going to be. Yeah. And then, and then you just stay on a line. Yeah. Um, wow. But supposedly it's like potentially dozens of times faster than normal kind of broadband radio wave um, or even electrical bolst um, wire uh, internet. And it's obviously, it, like, it's not only faster in terms of like, because it's traveling at speed of light, but in terms of like per second, it's able to transit dozens of times more data. Um, Can I ask a question about some yeah. light real quick? Yeah. So if you're looking at a, a, somebody holding up a bright flashlight, mm-hmm. looking up at the sky and you're above them and you just start zooming out, eventually you'll stop seeing the light, right? But if you get well, all at, well, no, 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 oh, in I space think, now, I, th- I think we're going the same thing because I think if you keep going further and you're further, 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 but if you zoom in with like a fucking like telescope yeah, no, or something, yeah, you no. would still see the yeah, light. No. So is that as far as you could fucking? Well, so no, this is the thing. So obviously, like yes, eventually, technically, the uh, the light will get so dispersed, and if you are far like light years away, it's going to be so dim that it, and dispersed across light years, you're not going to be able to pick up that one. But you would be able to zoom in and still see it. Yes. Yeah. So is that, that technically true. light? Is that the distance or no? Well, so in theory, yes, light can travel infinity across the, the yeah, the, is long, and until it interferes with like every time it hits a uh, any kind of asteroid or something or any uh, atmosphere yeah. or anything like that, then that will stop that one photon that it hits it. But in theory, through the void of space, yes, light can travel infinitely. Um, that's so insane. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. So yeah, yeah, and it's crazier that we can just that's something we've harnessed. We've harnessed and like focused, and also crazy to think is if that's a thing. And just potentially you can have internet in light beams. And that just has p- p- dozens of times more inter- information in it than our own internet has. How much information is possibly being beamed past us by alien civilizations? And we just haven't figured out how to tap into it. Because like, oh, that's a light beam. But also, that's an internet light beam. That if we just figured out the right whatever tech it is to tune into it, we're just missing out on so much information throughout mm. the universe. And that might be happening on... And so this is actually what eventually led me to the next thing, which is magnetic computing... Because I was thinking about the idea of, well, uh, if the limit of normal kind of base computing is zeros and ones in, in Bridgeport, anyway, I, that's also a thing. Long story short, magnetic computing is also a thing they're working on. And I thought I, I had like thought Wait, of Did you some... think, dude, do you know what's crazy? Like when you just, oh, sorry. No, I mean, oh. whatever, go. Um, so we can harness electricity from running water with like the, the, that fucking, pre- that power, right? Yeah. When you put two fucking magnets together, there is like a pull or a fucking push. Mm-hmm. Why can't you pl- strategically place those somewhere and then harness that electricity of like just the, the fucking pull? Because that's energy well, being transferred. Uh, because you can't do it for electricity gain because the 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 amount of energy required to hold it in place is going to be equal to the amount of energy it generates with the push or pull. Oh shit, but, so it would have to be so intense. Yeah, but what you can do, and this is what high-speed rails are, is literally it's just... Um, because obviously, with electrical impulses, you can actually turn magnets on or off. Oh. I, I, I think you knew that. Um, well, I guess a lot of people probably don't. Well, from Wakanda or from Black Panther. <laughs> well, well, I actually don't remember that being a thing. But that is actually... Uh, it also depends on the kind of magnet. But yeah, certain magnets can be turned off, on or off, depending on electrical charges. And so well, that's basically what high-speed rails are, is they just have lines of magnets throughout the rail thing. And then they just 
they time it turn on pulling. as yeah. as as the trail is going on and going. That's and then, very cool. And now it's repelling, and now it's repelling, and now it's and it does take energy to turn them on and off as it's going on, but it's just at the wow, right time. Wow, that's such it. like that takes absolute and in, in perfect. Uh-huh. perfect coating yeah. to like perfectly time you know exactly where it is wow yeah. that's because yeah. you, you're pulling you're pulling like maybe a foot mm-hmm. instantaneously and if you for, do it too early it's going to repel it the other way yeah. now so far you fucking, yeah because yeah, you're like oh shit the fucking some turn off abrupt uh, stop yeah that's also the tech that I, I think uh, ultimately like will kind of be the, the wave of the future because uh, in my man, I'm not even going to call it my book because I, I, I've never written a book I tried to a long time ago but um that's yeah, whatever. That's how I envision the future. Honestly, should look like it's the most efficient. I think it's the most uh, definitely the fastest. Like it's in terms of accelerating, uh, your ability to turn on a dime is insane with magnetism. Oh, wow, um, I believe oh, it. Uh, but like, would you? But then fighting the G forces inside. Uh, oh yeah, inside, obviously there's dangers. That would to that. Be, yeah, yeah, like fucking <laughs> your tired like organs just yeah, rip no, out your spine. Yeah. But you can like you can uh, do multi layered like where an interstate can be like four layers higher. And just you're on a magnetic track, so it. It puts you above the people, and so you're still on the same highway grid, and it's still only four lanes wide, but it's now 16 across because it's four wide and four deep, and you're still on the same magnet, eh, whatever. There's a lot of things you can do with magnetism, but that, I think that, uh, hold on. Yeah, pretty much. Right. The, only, the only thing I even thought of, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. I was going to bring up oyster mushrooms, but that's done oh. at this point. <laughs> well, if you want to look at my notes, I have a question. Yeah. All right, so these ones were already fucking going through, so I'm just going to these ones just, these whatever, ones we just whatever you know it's gonna have yeah um this is so these are the newest from the bottom oh fuck you got a lot okay cool. oh dude yeah so these are the newest from the bottom i was only burning through all mine because i thought you were done with yours oh no done yeah so that's bottom two newest and it just keeps going okay but, um my my one question i had is uh if you had one superpower what would it have to be because I, I love the idea of that and everybody's so different well so everybody weighs different things is this a world where other people have superpowers? Uh, just you. So, like, literally in this world, I get Yeah, just you. Yeah, see, there's still... A... I love the power so, of time. I love to control time. I was about to say, so if I... But see, this is the thing, though. That was the, really, the stipulation there, though. Is with time control, if I could freeze time, let's say, am I still aging normally? Like, everyone else's time is frozen, but am I still going through, like, where I'm going to die in 100 years of my own time? I think... Ooh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Cause like, would would gravity be your age scale? So it's like, would um when you travel to different places, it, it's literally just like your constant personal time, the normal one, or is it like a different one? I don't know. Yeah. So I that the, I sometimes I get too lost in the weeds. weeds yeah. Conversation instead of just being fantasy. <laughs> but but see, that's the thing. Yeah, like, think of it just purely fantasy. Good, what would be the most fun for you? But it's kind of like a genie's wish. It's like if you're really gonna wish about something like this, you really do have to think it through. Because like. Flying would be cool. Okay. Especially if it's 100% controlled. I can, like, there's no point at which I'm going to lose the ability to fly and I'm going to have to worry about falling to the ground. But then how fast can you fly? Are you going to be frozen by the atmosphere? Does wind chill affect you? There's so many things to consider. And the thing with with the thing with flight is, like, I would just not even want to fly. I would just control metal because that would be way cooler. I can just put metal in my shoes and fly yeah, around just like that. Fender. That's also really cool. Um, fuck, see. Um, so, then, so then it's like, how far can I push these powers? Can I, can I fucking... Uh, can I have um, all the metal in the world at once? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Can I just be a fucking like, can I be a Thanos type with, or can I be like one of those elder fucking fools? Yeah. Um, what do they, they call this? The originals or some shit? The Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. Eternals. Yeah. Like what I want the Eternals power. No, it's Which, like, there's, uh, yeah. Um, I think we, I think we all kind of agree. It's like the main, like general group, super strength, flight, 
time control. Yeah, I mean, those are the ones. Our invisibility is one that a lot of people go to. Which honestly, I've never like unless you're trying to be invisibility. A but creep, it's like he. I'm just trying to creep on people and go into girls' locker rooms and not be seen. Yeah, like why are you trying to be invisible, dude? That's yeah, fucking... and, and, and heat too. It's like heat rays. You're like, okay, we we see that guy right here. Well, I mean, if you're in the woods, you can boil water, which is pretty sweet. But uh, you know, that's I. Uh, most of them are like super strength is kind of cool, but then again, it's uh, um. Time control is the first one that came to my mind, but even then, it's like this. It would be metal bending or time controlling. Yeah, this metal bending is just perfect. Like, dude, there's not a safe in the world that you couldn't just crack. You and that's so low key. You don't have like nobody could potentially know because no, Magneto did his fucking job. Telekinesis or not telekinesis? Sorry, um, telepathy. So like, to, to, to be able to read minds, to be able to actually oh wow, not no. necessarily. I don't need to control anyone's mind, which is even like obviously that's a way darker, more powerful thing. But to be able to just read people's minds would be pretty sick. Yeah, because I'll, that's just an added uh, boost yeah, to life. I, at will, though. I don't want it to be one of those things where like a lot of them are written where it's like, ah, it's just they're constantly screaming their thoughts in your head. Oh, yeah, it's just, at will, I want to be able to be like, what are these people thinking? What are their true motives? What's like, what are they evil? Whatever. I Is think this guy trying pretty- to generally sell me a nice product? Is this guy generally trying to sell me life insurance on the phone? I Honestly, I think with true telepathy, you could not only leverage yourself into being the leader of the world, but you could like basically... If you used it properly, you could save the world. You could you could read everyone's thoughts and hearts and minds and go, okay, so here's the actual evil people. Here's what everyone wants. And do the math in your head and go, so here's really the path that needs to be moved forward. Here's the things that people need to hear to make them want to go down this path. Like you could truly unify people in a way that I don't think any other power could do. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think telepathy probably would be my, my go-to. That would be very sick. And if I wanted to be slightly evil with it, I would oh, say oh, no, the no, ability no, no. to control their minds. Oh, fuck. Oh nine oh nine, nice. Oh, there you go. Um, I saw something about gig economies ruining things. Do you smoke? Oh. Read a video game turn. <laughs> how is DMV so consistently shit? What? Uh, how is DMV so consistently shit? Uh, oh yeah. NFTs. If you're oh, really- but the the gig economy thing was. Um, if I think I I figured out why there's such a weird hiring thing. Like right now, it's like. A lot of people are hiring. Like a lot of people have limited hours. I think it's basically the gig economy or economy where it's like anybody could fucking just drive Uber. It's like why would I work and wait tables? I have heard that quite a bit. Why would I, yeah. yeah, why would I wait tables when I could fucking just like deliver people's food on and my wait own tables? When do whatever the fuck I want. I could do it at two a.m. I could yeah. fucking do it at three p.m. Yeah, I have heard that. Um, Everybody has a fuck car, basically. I mean, I I definitely would say that's probably part of it. Uh, I would say that I probably uh, whatever I. I haven't looked into this too much, but there is this chart that recently got shown up in Congress. There's probably something wrong with it, that, uh, but it supposedly shows that how inflation over the last couple of years is basically over 50%. I think it's 53% is her numbers is from corporate profit. It's like, whereas a lot of people are saying it's like, it's because, uh, uh, whatever the people are, people are quitting and like asking for more wages and stuff in the supply chain, which are definitely factors. Um, but supposedly yeah. her graph shows that it's actually over 50% is, um, and, uh, it's corporate profits because they're basically just marking up prices more than, Oh, sure. Um, so I, obviously my intuition, I haven't looked into it that deeply. I think that chart's mostly right. Even if it is, there's something probably wrong with it, but even still, even if it's only 35% is corporate profits above the other stuff, the labor unit costs, uh, are way lower now. So like what it takes for, to cost for a, a, a worker to produce a unit of one thing, obviously across, it's depending on what the thing is, but it's way cheaper now uh, than what it used to be. So um, to me, mm. I, I think corporations still are mostly to blame there, but uh, the gig economy probably has a little bit to do with that. Um, 
HOA, you have to sell your house. Oh, yeah. Are you saying basically HOAs are fucking cunts? And- well, yeah, because I saw, like, this <laughs> HOA where it's like, oh, we have to keep it. It's like, okay, so say you don't. Like, yeah, I'm not going to cut my yeah. lawn. You're like, what happens? Like, you got to fucking move, DK. So, the list of the thing is, usually with them, um, if they're any kind of proper HOAs, before you're allowed to buy the house, they have in the contract, you basically have to agree to the stipulations of the HOA, whether it's, yeah, how, how lawn maintenance or, yeah, but how do they get in the bank's fucking like? It is pretty crazy. That's what's crazy. Like the whole like some cunt named Marie or whatever is gonna yeah, like it is run th- your fucking. <laughs> I've always hated the idea of HOAs, um, but a lot of people who live in them do seem to like them. Well, like, yeah, because it's like it, it maintains sta- a paradise. sense of standard. Yeah, um, and if you if you're a standard kind of person, you're in a nicer neighborhood. You're probably gonna just care about the standard too, I guess. But it's just nuts. It's like uh, that's just. I think that's kind of like uh, I don't know if that's like. Uh, just a way to keep riffraff out. It's like, hey, man, we're guaranteeing that there's no riffraff here. And riffraff tends to not mow the lawn. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, I paint mean, their house pink. I think they should be allowed to be a thing. I don't think, like, I don't think I would ever sign anyone. Yeah, but it should be in your like, loan. It should be an option. But it's like, what is the consequence well, of so not? Like, thing, how though, is there, like... But that the th- is, if it's not in the loan, there's no enforceability. It's like, it exactly. has to be part of something you sign into. Otherwise, there's there's no contract where they can do it. Be like, no, you we have to have it this way. Yeah, so it's like, so what So what do you think happens? You have to just sell your fucking house? Well, so that's the thing is that depending on the loan is either they'll fine you, they'll have police action. And yeah, sometimes they'll... That's so funny. Have you sell the house? This bitch did not mow her lawn for five years. Oh, yeah, so actually, hold on, lights. Oh, no, that's fine. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, no, like... Uh, there's so many things about it. It's like people have their lights on too bright or for too long in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. There's noise complaints. There's so many things where HOAs can... It's fucking... I mean, that's... I mean, honestly, a it's lot valid of... valid enough? A lot of that stuff that was not just HOAs exclusive, though. It's like they're more strict with it, but like if you're too loud in a normal place, at too, you know, people will make sound oh, yeah. complaints and you'll still have to get shut down. So it's like it's kind of just a more extreme version that you opt into. Kind of just it's like, just funny because like the thought of like you saved your entire life and just slaved away and you're like I finally have a house for my own and yeah. these motherfuckers like yeah but make sure you and, and don't do that decoration and oh uh, fuck what was that I just oh have you uh the uh I think it was called the Watcher have you uh the series the Watcher oh um, so it's Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Nicole Kidman um it's pretty good um basically um. These people just gotta have. Uh, no, sorry, not Alexander Skarsgård. That's Northman. Um, Bill. F- uh, no, fuck. Uh, oh my god. The father. It's the Italian guy from Boardwalk Empire. Fucking Christ. Uh, Buscemi. No, it's the Italian. Oh my god. Oh, Whatever. It's it's not that important. Um. Well, that's right. That's gonna drive me crazy. But it's it's a good series. It's basically these rich couple buy their house. Um, and like they start getting neighbors from the uh, letters from the neighbor. Like they don't know who it is, but. It's basically like talking shit about I've loved this house for a long time and watching it. And there's people in the neighborhood who are like watching everyone to make sure, oh, they're renovating this. They're getting rid of this old classic countertop that they shouldn't get rid of. And it's, yeah. She's just, oh, she's just a watcher. Uh. Um, it's actually really crazy because like it ends up leading to death threats. And it's also based on a real story. And, oh, shit. Um, oh, it's so crazy. I can't remember that guy's name. Um, medically fragile child on board isn't the term punching... Wait, what? Magical file ch- Ma- medically fragile child on board isn't the term. Punching down the most shitty. Oh, maybe it's two notes, but um, there was a at the top. Oh, my child is chosen for oh uh medically fragile child on board isn't the term. Punching down. Oh, I think it's two different ones. So I I was driving, I saw a fucking thing that said medically child or what, medically what fragile? fragile child. Medically fragile child on board. It's like. Damn, I was going to rear on the fuck out of you, but then I saw you had a <laughs> medically fragile nice. child inside yeah. your car. Maybe I'll just, like, slow down. Like, oh my, what are you fucking hoping? Like, hey, definitely don't rear on us, please. Like, 
Yeah, I didn't want to. If, if, if nobody wants to read it anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Or like Baby on Board or any of that. Yeah, yeah that is. I, I know. Oh, but yeah, Punching Down. The term Punching Down is totally like in itself fucking like shitty and condescending. It's like. Because you're assuming oh, they're below you. Yeah, like, I, I, like punching down mm-hmm. to like other races. You're like. I'm not punching down races. Everybody's like the same as me. I'm not like literally well, yeah, assuming no. anybody's less than me. That's why I'm making fun of them. I'm making fun of them because everybody's all chill with me. Like, is, what that, are you talking I mean, about? That is actually one of the most fucked up things that how liberalism has turned so far on its head where supposedly in their fight to be against racism, they've now turned so racist where it's like, you're assuming all black people are beneath me because I'm white. So they're yeah, like, what the I fuck are you anything, talking about? And I'm punching down at them. Like, what are you down? Like, you're, you're the one saying they're below me. I'm not <laughs> <saying> <laughs> you. Yeah, like I'm not saying like, and yeah. also that's just for that hypothetical example. Just so listeners know, I'm not saying anything against black people. I think they're all lovely. Yeah, you might want no, to look at the crime numbers, what, but <laughs> no, everybody knows about crime <laughs> Total thing. You, everybody knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> See, these are just jokes, cops. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I just... That, that term, punching down, it just seems just so fucking, like... Just, it's like... Yeah, I don't know. It just it, it seems like that's... You're trying to in, um, say that's something that I'm not even trying to do. You're, like, trying to put a label that's not there for no reason. Yeah, I, And in I, turn, you're being actually the shitty one. Well, that's it's the there's also a, what is, uh, the soft prejudice of low expectations. That's the thing is like it's a saying is because yeah, it's like you're 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 trying to be so open minded that you're assuming that they're <laughs> so dumb and below you that it's like you don't have to do a card because uh, yeah, it's just it's it's its own form dude, of racism Kanye, for sure. Dude, Kanye is he's punching up like everybody says he can't punch down. Well, he's so high he can't punch down. He's only punching up. He's punching up to these fucking powerful Jewish people that he hates, right? You know, he's punching <laughs> side. No, see, you're forgetting though. He's punching sideways because he is Jew. Oh, so, he is Jew. He's, so, he's everybody's on his playing field. Yeah. He's like, yo, there's no punching up or down. Yeah, no, we're he, here, brother. He is Jew, so unfortunately, oh yeah, dude, that was um, wild. Um, it's a fucking costume. dude. Lex said that perfectly, man. Did you listen to the whole thing on Lex? Yeah, he the, Lex literally said it perfectly. He goes, dude, you can have an absolute issue with these Jewish elites, like literally. But don't but, say Jewism is. He said, don't say Jewish people because when you say Jewish people, you're thinking the dude that works at the fucking store that I work at. Like, you yep. need to say. You need individuals. to be individuals, and that's the literally, dude. That's 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 the most brilliant thing ever because it's like with not all cops are fucking Derek Chauvin, but Derek Chauvin and the guys yeah, that are course. literally like of that's course. why it's like individualism is what we need to go back to because mm. broad pe- spectrums yes. and like it's the same thing with any together. racism. It's any ism. It's like yes. oh, policeism, racism, anything. This is one of those things. So this got 141 likes within the first hour of being posted. It's not five Full days. It's the truest thing. Likes. Oh, truly. Oh, wow. It got 141 likes in the first hour, and then it's only got yeah. two, two cents then, five days later. So I'm pretty sure I got shadow banned because Lex doesn't like people saying negative stuff about Kanye. Oh, dick. <laughs> but you're the top one, right? Or one no, of them? No, it's just, it's only showing the top because, oh. I mean, no, the top one has 20k likes. But oh. I was, at first I, I got fucking, I was going up really quickly, but then I, whatever. I'm shadow banned like Brendan Schaub. It's because I'm a genius in the immediate. Okay. Yeah, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> Um, imagine being on the phone making a doc appointment with someone driving and then you hear them die. <laughs> them die. Oh, yeah. Imagine, well, imagine being like, uh, like you're like a, a fucking scheduler at like a doctor's appointment. Oh, and they're because like, they're driving like, hello. And they're like, like, ah! yeah, somebody just gets T-boned. You're like, do you just hang up and like answer the phone to the next patient? Or like, do you go, Hey, I'm going to go home. I think I just heard somebody die. All right. We are canceling that appointment. Uh, <laughs> like, they're not going to be coming in. So... Uh, yeah. I just... <laughs> That's crazy. That, that is, 
I yeah, like dude, to think I have some random thoughts, but that's one of those random. I can't even imagine how you got that thought in your head. Tyler, like, fucking what, Eric, Eric, uh, uh, Dalton. Uh, my whole thing is my my thought process is when I when I get like deep in thought, I try to think of people that aren't living my life, or maybe uh-huh. or maybe doing something very similar. So like, or or think of like a crazy life or experience that somebody has to like deal with. That's like realistic. Like like when I, like one time I was smoking a joint on a porch uh, with Tyler, and I was like I was like. Dude, do you think there's like it was it was nighttime? It was probably like eight p.m. It was kind of dark. Maybe the sun was like barely a hint out there. Um, but I was like, do you think there's some like chick in a fucking trailer park with like three kids inside being loud as fuck? And this I is her only silence that she's chilling, like smoking. A, she's smoking the same strain of weed we are, the same time, or maybe just like smoking at the same time. But so she's like high at the same time release. we are. And she goes, "Fuck, dude!" Like we're just like, "Oh, we're chilling," but and she's like really like, trying yeah. to chill. <laughs> yeah, um, just weird little thoughts like that. That's closer. Like the cop, the the doctor while driving one though. That's specific. Like, were you imagining what it's like to be a doctor? Like, well, no, no, no. My my. So my girlfriend, like her job is like she schedules appointments and does like medical mm. records and stuff. So I was like, imagine okay. if like some okay. like some person because I was on the phone Makes making a, a doc appointment. Got it. Okay. So I was like, well, imagine I, if I just died. I, had, I figured there had to be some story or something <laughs> to attach because like that's. That's too random. Oh, yeah. No, I was just driving and I was like, I was on hold and I was like, imagine if like when this lady got back on the phone and all of a sudden I just like get T-boned and I died. Like this lady, I was like, what, did she hang up and answer a new call or like, did she like kind of grieve for me or did she just go, fuck, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Because like my life has changed forever. Is hers just mildly tweaked or is this like just, all right, on to the next one. Well, it definitely depends on the doctor. Like if you're at an ER thing, they're probably more jaded. If you're like a, just a local kind of. Well, small yeah. general practitioner they're probably gonna be like what the fuck what the- no um what the fuck uh kink and gender merging at what point is the fantasy the actuality oh like um i, I mean i that was like i saw this thing of like this person was like oh i'm a frog person i was like okay is this like a kink thing and now you're like because it used to be like okay what's the new kink it's like okay well um I, I'm a fucking, like, like horses are kind of cool, like, bronies. And then now it's like, oh, I am actually a horse. Like, what, at what point was it like, oh, that was just a kink and now it's your gender? You're like, oh, no, I actually am a horse brony. I'm actually, that's interesting you brought up brony because this is one of those things that I didn't even realize until years later where one of my old, I mean, he's still- I'm not brother. entirely sure what a brony is, but I know what it's like. I love My Little Pony, but it's like, why? What's it's so, a, what's it's, the you're a bro. It's a bro who loves, it's a guy who loves I, I know, pony. but like, what about the show is so profound oh, where you're well, like- That's, that's, just, I think it's a, it is a weird sexual thing, but this is the thing though, is several years ago, one of my biggest, he's still my ex, well, technically now is she, she's, she's trans, um, but for the, he was a he at the time. For years I played with him. And what, finally, at one time we were playing, it was just us in the party. Normally, we had a group of like fucking 12 guys. Primal Wrath. They'll never listen to this, obviously. But um, he, he kind of did a confession to me of like, he was clearly ashamed of, ah, technically, um, they call us bronies. I'm, I'm really into My Little Pony. And I was like, mm. I was obviously, my first thing is like, I, I don't know how I even understand it. Um, try not to be judgmental and make fun. Like, I kind of. Yeah, whatever. Because it's like, it doesn't fucking made matter a joke. to me. But the thing is, though, is years later, this person also eventually trans is now considers himself a woman it was uh william is now a zoe um and it's like uh, i i realize now like well yes for sure she's hot um no uh it just that, that was like almost a, a a flag that i should have probably picked up on and be like oh that's a not that necessarily that they're trans but it is a weird thing like i think there is something sexual to it at first i was just like oh it's you're a fan of this thing but i think there is like a weird kind of off I don't know, man. Nowadays, more than ever, it's like people have their weird... I think people just love the fucking wild labels because, like, uh, seemingly 
Like it's a kink. It's just it is being yeah. different. It's like by being not normal, it's somehow like yeah. It's like it's like like it, it's almost just like uh, Tim Taboo. Dillon. Tim Dillon's thought was that it's almost homophobic, is which is a wild because it's like what, oh, it's you can't well well no 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 like um like uh like you can't be it's not it's not okay to be gay you have to have like a different subsect of oh, gay now or something. A, it's like or, oh there's there's something wrong with being gay is what he was or like, change your sex so you're not gay now you're actually instead of a guy liking a guy you're a chick liking a guy yeah because, that's what fucking yeah which is like a, a wild thought because yeah. like i mean i, I could see you thinking that but also it's like if it's that's like, your i just problem, don't care yeah i don't think it's homophobic you don't change into a chick because i'm gay and i want you to be a dude liking a dude yeah you're like no fucking homophobic yeah that's definitely not something i can care about yeah but i uh, I just don't care about it um that is an interesting thing though of like uh i don't know that's something i try not be judgmental about and really do be open-minded about like people and their different kinks and yeah but it is like at the end of the day it's like why are we even like being so public about our sex shit but see, that's the thing though it's like a lot why of why do you fuck who you fuck well because i do think it does affect who you are as a person like there it's, it doesn't mean nothing like people who are True. to bdsm are naturally different people than people who are like even not to say there's no overlap but like it is fundamentally different to be super into bdsm yeah like being pain the, for being a sex brony. yeah and so, like, it does kind of reflect onto who you are as a person. And I don't think it means nothing. Especially, like, there's people who are just, like, super open free love. And, uh, um, I, I don't know. It just, uh, I, I want to be open-minded and not judgmental about it. But, like, I don't know. Whatever. I, I do think it is an interesting thing to explore that, like, I, I am actually glad, though, that it is more open, that more people are willing to talk about it, though. Oh, like, for sure, because then we can find, like, the people that are genuine versus the, the guys that are just clearly... Yeah, or even if it is just a little bit weird, and it's like, okay, it's, I like, him being a brony, I did immediately, was like, okay, that's kind of fucking weird, but... Like, well, but it's like, I, I'm still going to talk to this yeah, guy, like, I'm not, not going to, like, I'm going to call him a fucking idiot and, like, yeah. leave the party. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I It's pros and cons, though. And, what, I've, what I've learned, like, growing up is, like... You can find something weird or off about everybody. Oh, for but sure. But if the pros outweigh the cons, just fucking who cares, man? I mean, well, I mean, I actually, I am perfect, so. Yeah. That doesn't apply to me, but for pretty much everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia, weed, uh, Olivia Wilde definitely smokes weed after watching Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, my God. This movie, Don't Worry, Darling. My, my girlfriend, her, her movie taste is impeccable, dude. So far, she every movie she showed me is top tier. That's on and I love it. Uh, Amazon, right? Uh, it, we gotta rent it. It, it just oh. came out in theaters. It's like six bucks on Apple TV, oh, okay. though. But dude, I mean, I highly recommend it. Don't worry, darling. I thought this because it's Harry Styles and um, Florence Pugh. I know Harry Styles is in One Direction, but I don't know Florence. Well, Pugh. no, not anymore. Well, he, so my girlfriend's actually in in LA right now with two of her friends watching fucking Harry Styles in, on Halloween. Oh wow, cool. But um, which is tomorrow, I think. Um, yeah. But the the point was. They saw this movie in theaters, and I was like, it was like a girl's thing. I was like, okay. She goes, all right, bye. And then she goes back to the movie. Sick. Doesn't tell me too much about it. And then finally she goes, hey, let's watch it. And I said, man, I don't know what about it. I just went in completely blind. Dude, this movie is fucking so cool. And Olivia Wilde directed it. And I don't even want to tell you anything. I just want you to like, if will you rent it or buy it or, or try to I'm rip- definitely not going to spend money on it, but I'm sure it won't be too long before it's Well, free. do you think you could rip it off like online or do you not really do that? I don't. I don't. I'm a, I'm a fucking Luddite with that kind of stuff. I'm I'm such an old person where I'm like afraid I'm going to get viruses or something. Oh, that's totally fun. Um, but, um, uh, dude, I mean, oh, fuck. If you if you promise to watch it, I won't say anything about it, but if not, I'll spoiler the shit out of it. I promise to watch it if it once it's free, but I also okay. don't care about spoilers. Like, okay, so yeah. spoiler alert in three, two, one for uh, uh, Don't Worry Darling. 
Dude, so it's it's like this fucking desert town. It's like perfect, like fifties fucking. They're in a, like a cool like convertible. It's Harry and Florence Pugh, which is like this hot actress, and they're chilling, they're ripping, they're like like a seemingly great fucking life. Everyone's cool, and mm-hmm. they're in this fucking desert, and you're like, okay, and then you go back to the town. It looks like um, little cul-de-sacs of fifties. You're like, da, 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 everything's all perfect. Blah blah blah. Every morning, all like clockwork, all the men. Go outside, get in their cars. The women walk outside, give them a kiss, hand them the paper thing. Then the women do their fucking thing the whole time. And the women, all you see are the women in this fucking house the whole time. Or like like uh, in this little area. But the men just keep going to work. They keep going to work. Nobody knows what the fuck they do. And then they all meet in the middle, uh, like in this neighborhood at this fucking like CEO's house. And then he has like a a model little like area of like the fucking area. Because you're in the middle of the desert. It's a little like... Uh, like a nice little... It's a model of the development of like all the houses. Yes, in, like Beetlejuice kind of. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, and, and right in the middle is where they're at and there's like a bunch of pools and it's Chris Pine. He's like, he's the, the CEO of this company called the Victory Project. And you're like, okay, what the fuck is there? And, and nobody knows. And But the women don't work. That's the point. And the, the men do. And then they're like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden at this party... This one chick in the back just has a question like, hey, why are we here? Yeah, dude, this is intriguing as hell already. What the hell? This this lady goes, why are we here? Like, I don't get it. Like, what what is the point? And then she asks a question. She goes, oh, it's okay. And then later, Florence like, well, that was kind of weird. And then she sees something weird on her train. She sees like this plane go overhead and then it crashes. And then she gets out of the fucking... Um, the the train and the late the guy's like you're not allowed to get off the board he goes uh you're not allowed to go out there and she's like well dude there's a plane crash you're not gonna help him he goes i can't go out there i don't know what the fuck that is so he just this guy goes or she she's running out there goes fight the plane no plane finds this fucking building touches a glass and all of a sudden she They're like all inside of oh, okay. no she like starts like hallucinating or blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden she's like sees this like room and she's like what the fuck and then all of a sudden she's back in the fucking thing Huh. Okay. So basically, okay. And so based on that, what do you think is like the idea? Uh, It seems to be obviously there's some kind of trapped, whether it's like a Truman-esque show or some simulation or like some kind of experiment, like a Vault 76 thing or like a Vault Tech thing. Um, It seems like she reached the perimeter of whatever the experiment is supposed to be. Yes. And she got, there's some kind of drug probably within like a capsule in her neck or something that like released a hallucinogen. So she got (laughs) drugged. No. And then got caught back in. Something like that. I don't know. Okay, so I'll tell you the mechanism. The mechanism is these little eyes things that, like, fucking open up the eye. That on the side, it fucking projects these, like, uh, basically, like, a hypnosis fucking okay. thing to okay. transcend into the consciousness of the fucking program. Okay. And basically, in real life... So the question was, uh, in real life, Florence Pugh was this, like, doctor, and she worked all the fucking time, and her, and her, like, bum loser boyfriend, fucking Harry Styles, was all greasy and shit... And she works, like, all the time, and he wants to fuck, but she's like, no, dude, I'm fucking tired. I have to work in five more hours. I just worked, I worked 30 hours. I have to be, so they're, like, in a loveless fucking relationship. So he fucking finds this thing called the Victory Project. And, well, not even a game, but it's a program where um, Chris Pine goes, hey, dude, he's, like, this woman hater fucking thing, like, hey, man, this program, uh, dude, like, men, we need to provide for women. Our women, as hard as they work, it doesn't matter. And we really want us oh, to Also, they download the consciousness into the video game so they so, don't have to work. No, oh. so he so he drugs her and mounts her to the bed and fucking uh, puts these fucking things on her eyes. So and every thinking? single day, 
He has to fucking uh, hypnotize her. Like, every time she wakes up, he, like, lays down and hypnotizes her so they're both in the game and she doesn't fucking know. But That's then, fucking cool. So, in the program, like, how do you leave? In the program, she starts asking questions and then fucking sees that uh-huh. other... Dude. And then all... Well, no, no. She starts asking questions. Yeah, she starts getting memory. And then um, she goes, what the fuck? What'd you do? You... What the fuck did you do? And then she gets uh, the, the fucking masters of the program come in and grab her and then shock her. Like, uh, they fucking, uh, what was that? Like, the lobotomy kind of, like, shocking yeah, thing? Yeah, And then they shock her back to, like, baseline. And then so she's like, hey, she's a good wife again. And all of a sudden, she gets little blurbs of fucking the past. And then she realizes, fuck, dude, I can, I, I need to get to that fucking place out in the desert. She runs back all the way out there. And, and then fucking fair. teleports out. And then, but if you die in the game, or if you die in the program, your consciousness is dead. It's kind of like that Black yeah. Mirror episode. Okay, yeah. So... These people are like trying to fuck. Like she, she gets this car and she's ripping through the desert to try to make it out there. And then she's like causing like this car scene, and those other motherfuckers are dying. And Chris Pine like, fuck, dude. But dude, it's it, it's a cool. F- but uh, long story short, I was like Olivia Wilde. I was like, I've seen her movies. I was like, dude, she definitely smoked weed when she wrote this fucking movie. Oh, she, she directed, actually wrote the whole she, thing, or wow. she directed it. So I was like, okay. But if she directed, I was like, oh my god, no fucking. I was like, dude, okay, she definitely she smoked, she smoked it after watching. Don't worry, darling. No, I think she smoked it and then wrote that fu- or directed that fucking movie. Yeah, no, that definitely sounds like a stoner. But I, that's actually I, I like that. Concept Dude, I'm telling you, it's a very cool movie. And like, I get that's actually kind of believable because it's like taking a patriarch. Oh, totally. Like, Dude. Ideal of make my life easier for my babe and and then make her love me and then. But just, oh, but here, here's the positive. You think it's like a woman hater thing, but no. no. I, yeah. Well, there was there was a woman. Make their life easy. Well, well, no, there was a woman inside that was like because uh because uh Florence Pugh's fucking. Ask kept asking. She was, hey, what the fuck? She was, she was, I I chose this. I'm not stuck here. I mm. couldn't have children in the real world, and these are my children because she had children in this fucking thing. She goes, this is, these are my children. And the lady's like, no, you're in a program. We need to fucking leave. She goes, no, these are my fucking kids. So she was like, I didn't have a fulfilled real life. So in this fake life, she has a fulfilled life. See, that's actually one of the arguments I don't agree with the simulation. Like a lot of people will be like, well, if it's a simulation, then nothing matters. Well, it's like no. Because if it still feels real, it doesn't matter if it's a. You find out that it's a game. It's like, did you still feel that? Okay, then shut up. That's why, dude. I had an interesting thought of like watching VR porn. Like if you're watching VR porn and you have like this Suckmaster three thousand, whatever, and you're standing there and you're watching, you're watching VR porn, and At you're getting, point, yeah. and you're getting fucking head from this fucking incredible girl, or whatever. Real. And yeah. then it's it, it like her literal suck sucking is masked with the Suckmaster 5000. So you're feeling the exact thing while you're well, looking at, at the exact thing. beyond VR, though. That would be AR, because AR is augmented reality. VR is purely virtual. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying virtual, act- like, you just put the mask on. Yeah, so but you're- if you actually have a thing on your wiener that's actually being, like, directed by another real person, that's way beyond just virtual reality, because it's not just... You know, it's not. Well, just- no, I'm saying like it's like like on Pornhub, you could watch videos right now. I'm saying mm-hmm. the Suckmaster Five Thousand or whatever is linked to as is soon that as you a start. Video? I, I assume that was like a are you making. Oh like no, no. A dick sucking no, I'm saying like something. there. No, say there is like a, a fucking like uh, a, an auto blow, or whatever the fuck that gives you head, but it goes with the sucking motion. It knows that video. I see, and it's just with the video. So if seeing oh, okay, is believing okay, okay, and okay, feeling okay. is believing, you're seeing and feeling. I the still sensation. think that would be AR over VR, but yes. Yeah. But like you're seeing and feeling the sensation of this fucking yeah. chick giving head so it's like it, did you actually get it maybe well obviously not really from the chick but yeah no it's the feeling is like at some point it becomes yeah. almost irrelevant it's like no i felt you're like, it d- so. well, you're like, no i felt it so like so that's why i could imagine somebody like falling in love with a fucking like sex doll you're like i'll get sick this like, is the ship of theseus yeah uh did you watch uh wandavision yeah yeah so that's that's what he does oh, at the yeah. end of wandavision is yeah. the uh, 
vision versus himself as the hypothesis is what really makes something something. It's like, if yeah. it feels like it, or is it just having the memories of it, or is it actually being the original thing? If you replace every plank, is it still it? Yeah, it explodes, yeah. Or, or it dies, or short circuits, whatever. Well, no, it's just the ship of Theseus is like the idea of, over time, it's if you replace every plank in the ship, but it's still the same form of the ship. Oh, yeah. Is it still the ship of Theseus, or because all the oh, original... Oh, my God, yeah. Or because all the original planks are gone, is it still the same ship? Well, it's like... What it's, do you think it is? It's st- well, it's both. It's like, it's uh, the all the originals... It's same with our cells. It's like... Every whatever seven, depending on the cells, it's like every so many years the cells fully regenerate themselves, and it's like you're no longer the same person. But of course you are. It's it's the spirit, it's the soul. So maybe maybe it not literally is, but the spirituality yeah. of it's it both. is. And it's I like both that. different and the same. Yeah. It's and it is kind of a weird. It's it's an interesting philosophical thing. Yeah, I like that a lot. I've never heard of that. Well, yeah, you have because you watched one of it. That's that's kind of like or, <laughs> oh well, yeah, I, I fucking space out on that up. That's also like that's like uh, my frat boy version of that was. If you open your mouth really big and somebody places a penis in the void of your mouth, <laughs> is it in your mouth or is it just in the void of the mouth? Is it like, because it's in your mouth, but it's not touching anything. So uh, is touching your mouth or is it the, the space around? Is that the mouth? Is this too? actually something you've thought of before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, had a, I had a whole episode on it before called The Void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the, in Kill the Six? Yeah. Because if, if you open if if like... Like, dude, is, is my finger in this candle right now? Because, like, oh, technically... Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, so, like, right so, now, is my finger in my mouth? All right, so how about it's, this? It's in my mouth, but kind of not really. Can you cut a hole out of a hole? No, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's what... Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I would have to say that, it, no, in, in this uh, thing, it's definitely... You got a, a grace sent us now. Oh. Um, but, uh, oh, fuck that. I'm, I'm so easily distracted by oh, yeah. the, 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 I, I immediately forgot what we were just talking about but Ugh. well I mean dude it's, it's been how, how long do you think it's been I, I can't tell even if you whatever you just blocked I, I know it's been over an hour it's probably been almost two if not over two two hours 45 minutes holy shit it's been almost three hours nice <laughs> I told you dude, dude that it's is a portal insane. that's crazy well All fuck right. yeah dude it was uh, so yeah Dalton and I play Xbox he's one of my oldest friends since like 2006 and I just yeah I, I knew that this conversation would be wild and just nonstop. So I'm glad you're here, dude. Oh, fuck. And uh, <laughs> now you got to think of one single word to end this bitch out. I can't top ski dump. Um, I actually should have put thought of this. Um, <sighs> get real close and say it. God damn it. Um, synthesis. Thank you.